Welcome, everybody, to episode 96 of the Bombshell Podcast. I'm your host, DK Dynamite, and I do apologize for the delay with today's episode. Sadly, Fajardi's internet ended up taking a crap, and uh, it will not be fixed until tomorrow. And, you know, Bombshell happens on Fridays. Plus, we do have a crazy weekend ahead of us. We will shortly be joined by a good buddy of mine, Taco, who is also the lead writer on Detonated.com. I think he just went AFK for a second. But appreciate everybody for tuning in. I probably wouldn't have had a podcast episode today because of the crazy launch of Mono Warfare 3. There's still so much things that are still so many things, excuse me, that I like to cover in videos. Other things are probably going to stream this weekend, but we are currently on pace for episode 100 while Fajardi is in-house. He's actually coming by for his first American Thanksgiving, so looking forward to that. Catching up on chat real quickly. Let's see how everybody is doing. Appreciate you tuning in. Spider-Man, High Time Sadness, uh, Captain Obvious, Plenty of other regulars in chat. What's up, Mr. Sniper? Thank you, thank you, thank you. And hells that say Nightbot is off today, so I'm not sure what happened to Nightbot. Mr. Taco, what's going on, brother? Oh, I don't think you can hear me. Am I deaf on Discord? I think that's the case. What up, what up, what up? Guys, they're coming. I stole the moon. <laughs> don't tell them where I am. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the pod, brother. Uh, it's been a couple been a couple weeks. Are you... Brody, Brody Taco filled in a little while back. Bro stole the moon, dude. What is going on? Appreciate the last minute fill in. <laughs> I'm trying to get them to remaster it again, but yeah, they didn't want to do it, so I just stole it from them. Zombies Chronicles 2, baby. Get moon <laughs> remastered again. But no, I really appreciate the last minute fill in. This was literally the last minute. Like I think it was a good 15 minutes before we had the pod scheduled. The internet completely died. I uh, called customer support, and yeah, it'll be down until tomorrow, which is which is absolutely tragic. But real quickly, chat, I want to show you guys the brand new Mono Warfare 3 Control Freaks. Uh, they were kind of to send me a copy of the Collector's Edition. You've seen plenty of marketing about these over on Detonated's Twitter as well. Uh, the collector's box is pretty damn cool. They did a juggernaut one a couple of years ago. You can use code Dynamite to save up to 12% off any order over on Control Freak's site. And yeah, they actually did three different Call of Duty thumbsticks this year. And Mr. Taco, refresh my memory. I don't think Call of Duty's ever done that with Control Freak. Three different sets of thumbsticks in a single year. I believe it's always been just one, if I'm not mistaken. That's where there's been max two. Max I think two. They did, yeah. I think they did two different ones for B Cold War. Potentially. Or no, BO4. BO4. Yeah, we got the, the red collector's editions. Then we have black versions of those. And then there's also a Coney, Coney theme edition thumbsticks as well. Got them in my hands right here so you guys can see chat. But there have been new partnerships renewed uh, or new partnerships signed and some even renewed with Gamer Advantage and Aim Controller. So expect plenty more advertising over the next couple of days. Real quickly, I think a really interesting bombshell while live today is the fact that Call of Duty just retweeted a detonated post. What are the odds of that? Let me pull, let me pull up the window no caps real way. quickly. How sick is that right now? Live on Bombshell. A literal Bombshell. Big shout out to Call of Duty for the love over on Detonated, our brand new outlet here. Uh, Fajardi went ahead and posted it earlier. MW3 Zombie is a wildly impressive mode. It is the proper successor to the already amazing Outbreak as MWZ has improved on it in almost every single aspect. The depth and sheer scale of it has me very excited for updates this year. Uh, Call of Duty went ahead and showed some love to that post. I mean, that's amazing. I'm mean, absolutely humbled to see stuff like that. Um, but Mr. Taco, it's awesome because last episode, Fajardi and I were talking about the crazy, crazy campaign coverage that went up on Detonated. And now that we have the full launch of the game, including multiplayer and zombies, uh, thoughts on Detonated coverage? And how's your experience been as the lead writer putting up as many bangers as possible? 
I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. No, it's been a okay. long week. The day campaign came out, I had 14 like things ready for the missions, like all the missions. And then I had to like fill him in as he was playing. And then I did all of that. And then on top of that, I think there was other ones I had to do that day too. Oh, I believe God. so. Yeah, no, campaign and, campaign and then, was wild. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the launch of this game. Because when we did the launch of this game, I had an idea that I was going to um, go to sleep at the right time. I didn't go to sleep until like <laughs> 7 a.m. Right. Um, because we had to do all the camos. On by, and like I had to write each individual base camo for zombies. And that sucked. I didn't even do MW2. And that's gonna that's gonna suck to write them all individually. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that looks, at some point. I think it looks nice. Um, it's fun. I like doing it. I like writing, and it's like doing my own form of content creation because I don't actually do it. But it's like it's like me dipping my toes in the water of like every different type of like the kind of content creation you do because I've thought about that a right. long time ago, and this is just my way of doing it as like an experience to see how it actually works. So it's fun. I like doing it. It's really fun. And I really like how much we've been covering and how quick we've been doing it. For sure. And no, I really appreciate you, man. Thank you. Super. Thank you for the super chat from Infinity in chat. Uh, and also the love with those detonated emotes in chat. We are updating the member icons over the course of this weekend. Had to include a detonated icon in there. It'd be criminal if we did not. But yeah, Taco's been best friend of mine for many, many years. And it just made the perfect sense to have him as lead writer on detonated.com. Um, he's been doing an incredible job going above and beyond. Of course, the articles we have up right now are insane covering all act missions in zombies. We have an explanation of the ending cutscene coming out relatively soon as that act three mission or the act three story mission does get solved probably later today. Uh, we'll get into zombies a little bit. Also got articles about all map comparisons from MW two to MW three, right? 2009's versions to 2023's. Um, a full-on camel guide, which I just can't believe we got this done the way we did. I mean, Taco wrote it beautifully. Um, I went ahead and turned this all into a video. That was a challenge because you're talking about 35 <laughs> different camel grinds, right? Or 36 different camel grinds in multiplayer and around the same for zombies. Not including Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 has 77 other weapons we'll get to probably in a separate post. Um, it has been a challenge, um, but definitely a fun one. Obviously, Taco will be compensated very well. We take care of our, our, our own. But yeah, he it is. Free help. He's <laughs> yeah, he's locked in the basement. Somebody send help for uh, send help for Taco. But no, but like you said earlier, um, you didn't get to sleep that well. And neither did I. I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, the last couple of days alone, I've been crazy, you know, getting out all the pre-launch content that I wanted to on the channel, which already getting a bunch done for the Twitter thumbnails. But then article wise that you absolutely smashed it. But yesterday, we, of course, had the New Zealand launch of Modern Warfare 3, which was at about 3 a.m. Pacific, 5 o'clock Central, which is 6 o'clock Eastern. That is the equivalent of midnight for them going into November 10th. It was still the 9th for all of us. But while I was working on tons of stuff, and you as well, we were working on tons of stuff up until 5 a.m. Central, then I'm like, you know what? We're not going to sleep. We're going to stream this New Zealand launch, right? So jumped right into that on literally no sleep. I, I know I, I looked a little tired on stream, but we still kept it going. Got a lot done that I know I wanted to. We all wanted to. Um, I did get a good like 11 hours of sleep right now, which was highly, highly needed. Um, so if I do stumble on my words today, it's because I'm still a little tired, but I feel a lot better than what I did last, what I did yesterday. Um, it was crazy. But yeah, the New Zealand launch trick. The funny thing about the New Zealand launch trick is that it's only available on console and 
people still somehow found a way to break through it on PC. If somebody on console invited somebody on PC, people on Steam or Battle.net were able to jump into Modern Warfare 3 early, which was crazy. So that, that's a little workaround. All you have to do is go to your Activision profile, change your address to a New Zealand one, and your console would recognize that you're in New Zealand. And I believe if you're on Xbox, you could even go the extra mile of changing your entire accounts region to make sure that it would work. PlayStation doesn't allow you to do that. So Sony just doesn't let you change your region for your PSN, if that makes sense. But there still is a way to do it. And I know I panicked and still bought New Zealand PSN cards anyway, which I guess now I can either give away to New Zealand residents because <laughs> I no longer need them. But I was definitely uh, fearful that the trick wasn't going to work. I remember Cold War and I don't remember Vanguard. I know Cold War and a few games before that, if you just bought the game on a New Zealand account on PlayStation, you'd be able to play early. But on Xbox, you could just change your region. I know starting with MW2 and COD HQ with old data packs, you no longer had to do that anymore. Uh, you could just change your region on the Activision account page, which is pretty damn cool. But Mr. Taco, looking at our COD HQ overhaul that we ended up getting, what are your thoughts on COD HQ now that we got our second entry in the COD series that utilizes that UI, utilizes that launcher? Thoughts on how it all works as of right now? Okay, so... I you, I think um, I told you about this, but one of my big complaints with Call of Duty HQ, and I was so worried about how it was going to work in the first place, was it was made around MW2. But that so because you know at first when Call, Modern Warfare 2 came out, COD HQ wasn't what it is now. Right. It was literally just mostly MW2, and it said Call of Duty HQ, but there really wasn't much that made it Call of Duty HQ. It was really just main menu for MW2. My cat is moving around way too much. Cat cameo, and baby. <laughs> cat cameo he just wants attention right now um so i was worried when mw3 came i'm like well if it's based around mw2 you have to relaunch the game entirely just to play mw3 it's not the case because they updated it to fit around mw3 which i like the idea and my cat is about to step on my keyboard you're gonna have to go <laughs> disconnect from discord okay he just jumped right back up so stop coming onto my keyboard i'm trying to talk and you're ruining my, my. Got some cat lovers in chat for sure, packs included. But, but what happened was, um, it works around it now, which is great. And you don't have to load MW two and then run MW three. You now just load it and it's already MW three. It actually runs a lot faster too. Now, uh, like on PS five, it's like instant load up and it's done, which is great because it used to not be that. You used to have to go through all those little cutscenes. Um, right. But. I always originally thought Call of Duty HQ should have been made around Warzone because that would make it so much easier to implement everything. If it's just based around Warzone, then you can just port in the new game no problem and you automatically have Warzone anyways, which I get why they didn't do that because, you know, they don't want to have to have people to install Warzone if they don't want it because that was an issue with 2019. Is Big you time download issue. 2019, you had to have Warzone. Right. And my right. cat not to... Look, he wants to say hi to people. Yeah. What's the what, what's what's the cat's name? Whiskey. Whiskey. That's a nice name. Yeah. Everybody say I had a whiskey legs. in chat. I got some cat emojis in chat. What's going on with whiskey? He's, he's, he's got three legs. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So that was my thing about Call of Duty HQ. Like, oh. Like, so he um yeah, so Call of, like I said, Call of Duty HQ runs a lot better now. It actually works a lot better in the V3. But if they have to do that every launch, because I have a friend who mentioned this, he doesn't have the best internet in the world. It's not the worst, but downloading 90 gigs on top of the 120 gigs from the game, which it's not a 200 gigabyte download by that point. You're just shrinking some files, making everything overall. I get it. But like, he doesn't, 
have the ability to do that as quickly and as best as he can. So if they just make it based around one game, add in the game, and they don't have to overhaul the HQ, that's a lot better in my opinion. But I get why yeah. they overhauled it. So you'd be like, okay, here's MW3. This is the current game. We're going to showcase it everywhere and try and force people to buy it. Like, right. not force, push people to buy it. Because you don't have to buy it. Like, you don't even, like, some people also have that thing where HQ wasn't explained, I would say, well to some people. Because there's some people who are like, all right, I heard you need MW2 to, inst- like, have MW3, which is not true. You don't need MW2 to play MW3. You can uninstall MW2 and you can play MW3. It's just one of those things where I feel like there needs to be like a blog dedicated to just Call of Duty HQ and help. They did put one out talking a bit about how COD HQ works for those that for those that were confused about it. And even with it, I still think a lot of casuals likely aren't going to read it. I think the concept of it is awesome. The concept behind COD HQ is exactly what fans, I think, have been asking for for years. The execution of it, however, could be a lot better. And we dropped criticism on COD HQ in the past, talking about you know what could be done better with it. But they also released a new cinematic little intro for Call of Duty that's very Marvel-esque, which is nice. They kind of had this, I think, a year or two ago, but they've updated it with new scenes of our most current uh, Call of Duty entries, which is cool and whatnot. But I think overall with COD HQ... It's definitely confusing to most. I saw so many comments about this while streaming yesterday that, oh, you know, you have to have Mono for 2 to play MW3. You don't, but when you initially download Mono for 3, it's downloading the same client that Mono for 2 uses, even if you aren't downloading the Mono for 2 data packs. So what you have to just remember is that every year moving forward, at least for the foreseeable future, every COD that does release will be released in the form of data packs through the same COD HQ client, which MW2 uses, as well as Mono Warfare 3. But overall, as you guys will see at the menu right now, Mono Warfare 3 is front and center, right? When you boot up COD HQ, MW3 is right there. If you want to play MW2, though, you essentially have to boot it up twice, which I guess you can argue is counterintuitive in comparison to older COD titles where you just boot up a game once and start playing. With COD HQ, you can't really do that anymore. You kind of open COD HQ, and then whatever is the most current COD opens first. And then if you want to play an older game, Click some extra buttons and it'll relaunch the app for you. Not to mention update requires restart if there is an update for that day. So it it is uh, a bit confusing to explain. I think confusing to understand. But I think now people are probably warming up to it a bit more and hopefully more improvements to release with it in the future. I think the way they could have done it initially is just release an application called COD HQ. It's however many gigs. Everybody has that no matter what. Then whenever a new COD releases, you either put your disc in or download your digital data packs, and those will all you know, kind of uh, converge with the COD HQ app you already have instead of having it to where it's like, oh, uh, you want to buy MW3, you don't have MW2, you're downloading the HQ app with that all at the same time. That gets confusing for, I think, most casuals. Hopefully that makes sense. Did that make sense, Taco? I think that was, that was pretty clear, I, right? Yeah, I think okay, yeah, <laughs> Hard I to explain. your idea. And yeah. also the whole thing about needing to relaunch the game to play MW2. There are those people, which I understand the argument, why would you want to play MW2 and MW3 is has everything MW2 had, progression-wise, everything. You have 16 maps you can play, including, not including Ground War, War and all that. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, I mean, I get that argument, but you also got to remember, a lot of people don't get the game until Christmas. Fair, fair. So, fair enough. Because not a lot of people can just spend either 70 or $100 to get it. Right. At this time. Right. So I get why they're like, for the people who have it, we're just going to get it out of the way. You can go play Mono for three because we know you're going to play it. Um, but for the people who don't, you can still play MW2. We set to relaunch the game, which until until everyone gets it, I mean, that's just going to be a problem for some people. Um, because Definitely. I know some people who don't have MW3 because they don't want to spend the money on it right now. 
um, they'd rather wait a little bit. Yeah, understandable. So if they ever want to play Call of Duty, they have to launch MW two, relaunch the game, and it takes a while. But that, I mean, that that that's that's such a. I don't think that's the biggest problem to worry about either. Because at least you still get to play MW two. At least it works like that. Can my cat please stop getting like I'm about to take him to the other room? Um, All good. Deadly but, Alpha in chat mentioned that, that he's surprised there's a platinum. So oh, can we confirm now? I haven't booted up my 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 PS5 today. Can we confirm Mono for three on PS5 has a platinum trophy now? The problem what? was about a week ago with campaign early access, it wasn't visible on PS5, only on PS4, which would make it what the first COD in the longest time ever to not have a platinum trophy, if that's the case. Let us look it up. Yeah. You have your PS5 plugged in? I don't, but I have it open on my PS app. Oh, the app, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case because I think that's more fuel to the fire. The Mono for Three is an expansion. Uh, if it doesn't have a platinum trophy, that is the highest trophy. The first, what does it say? The first step. Yep, it is reached level. Wow. So oh, I mean, if we go to the PS4 version, it does. It does have a platinum. So I mean, I don't mind hopping on. I have a cross-gen copy. I don't mind hopping on PS4. Oh, my internet just hiccup for a second. I don't mind hopping on PS4. And yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, expanded hiccup for a second. Uh, I don't mind hopping on PS4 to go ahead and get that platinum trophy. I've been collecting all the current and canon Call of Duty platinums. You know, every Black Ops game, Mono Warfare 19, Mono Warfare 2, Vanguard, and now Mono Warfare 3 really soon. I'll hop on PS4 for that if I have to, but that still is silly that for PS5 users, you just miss out on that. I don't really understand that, but luckily, every console version of Modern Warfare 3 is a cross gen copy. So, or unless you buy a disc off somebody and they don't give you that voucher that's inside your game case, if, unless that's the case, then everyone has a copy for PS4 as well. If you're playing it on current gen consoles and you could just, hopefully if you have a PS4, just go back and get the platinum that way, which how would that work? By the way, if you get every trophy on PS5 and then you plug your game into PS4, is that an auto platinum unlock then? Right. When you boot the game up on PS4, it probably is. So I, mean, I know <laughs> if, when if, if the PS5 came out. Um, you could revert, you could <clears throat> transfer a save over using PS Plus, and if you had every trophy from that save, it would automatically unlock every trophy. So I don't know if it's the same thing or not, considering that's not, there's no, like, cross-save for that, in a sense. I don't know if you can do it for campaign. Maybe you'll get the campaign trophies, but I don't know for sure, because I have never done that. I just know it's a thing you can do. Right, right. I find I, I find like, that interesting. I, I wanted yeah. to re I wanted to re earn them all because, like, for example, I had Spider Man PS4 Platinum, and I got the remaster, but I didn't transfer my save. I could have because I had everything done, but I wanted yeah. to unlock it again. It was funny going for Platinum just a few hours before campaign early access dropped from Modern for Three. We were on I think one of the the Spec Ops missions, low profile. Had to just grab some intel on there and it instantly unlocked Platinum, which was cool. But yeah, I would assume if you just I guess transfer your save or whatever the case is. Uh, if you have a buddy that has a PS4 and you have an MW3 disc or you have a voucher code for them, just go over to their house, log into your PSN, boot up the game, and it should be an instant platinum for you <laughs> if you have everything done already on the PS5. But with that being said, with yesterday's crazy launch, the embargo for content lifted at the same time that the New Zealand launch happened. And I had a couple of videos already unlisted, ready to go. I mean, that's why I didn't sleep. I could have probably slept before starting an 11-hour stream, which we ended up doing for zombies. But I'm like, you know, let's get some videos unlisted, ready to go, so those can kind of go up while we're streaming and peacefully playing zombies without worrying about, you know, falling behind in videos or anything. So first off, a secret changes video that I made talking about everything that got quietly changed right before the launch of the game. I know a lot of those things have been mentioned in the patch notes now, which again, we didn't have access to right when the embargo lifted patch notes did drop a few hours after the embargo lift. But to mention a few things from that video, I want to get your thoughts on these changes real quickly. Really cool stuff. First off, you could remove dolphin diving if you so please. So if you just want to slide and 
experience a traditional slide cancel like we had in Modern Warfare 19, you could do that, which is crazy, just by the flippable switch in the settings, whether you're on controller or on keyboard. Uh, that's something really cool. Uh, on top of that, you are now able to see what is a new stat pop-up. So while you're in-game and you pull up your scoreboard or your tech map, there's now an extra option to see a full stat map of everything you've done in that game, from headshots, whatever the case is. Before we continue, quick thoughts on that, though. How cool is that for the sake of clarity when camel grinding? I think that's a really nice change for Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer. Was it again? I'm sorry, but your your audio cut out for one split second. I didn't hear it all. Oh, all good. A new stat pop up, like you know, when you pull up your scoreboard or your attack map. Now there's a full yes. stat screen for See, the that's sake of clarity. What people, that's what people were asking too for camo progression. Can you stop? For <laughs> being adorable and just Kitty yeah. wants to be the co-host, um, so he wants to take all the spotlight. So, um, that's that's something I know a lot of people have been asking for, uh, to have camo tracking while you're playing the game. I didn't know it could do that. I just thought it was like telling you stats of the weapon you're using, how much you use it, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't know it also does camo tracking. That's wild. Yeah, that that that's really cool that that you could. Well, when you say camo tracking, do you mean like just looking at how many headshots you got that that match? Yeah. Yeah, I'm only seeing. Wait, I'm not seeing anything about camos on this on this image here, but I, I would hope no, that they yeah, integrate. Like, I was hoping no, they like, integrate. That's what I mean. I'm hoping they'd integrate something where, you know, when you pull up your stat map, depending on what weapon you're holding, it'll show you more information about camos that you're close to unlocking so that you can kind of keep track of, you know, what milestones you're close to. But this is a huge step in the right direction. Not complaining at all. This is still excellent. And I'm very happy this is a thing. Because if you're like, oh, how many headshots did I get so far? Instead of ballparking it or trying to guess, then you have an exact count right there in game. That is beautiful. We have Harrison nice. in chat who loves UI quite a bit. He came in chat and said, Kyle just retweeted Detonated. Have you seen this? Yeah, we just talked about it a few minutes ago. Uh, Harrison, of course, is the one who built Detonated.com. He went ahead and designed the site along with Fajardi. Fajardi is also an amazing graphic designer. Um, with their collaboration, made the site what it is today. Harrison makes sure that the site could function. You can click things on it. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic fantastic work um so that native.com would not be standing without him but yeah i'm sure he's happy about these ui updates while we're on the topic of secret changes and i was going to mention this earlier but i forgot uh it's not really secret change but it's something that they threw in with that new like loading screen that looks like marvel-esque right i right. don't know if you realized but it shows you all of the, the not all of the call of duties but it shows you all the current canon call of duties yes Yes, but there's indeed. some that it leaves out, like Black Ops One is left out, but Black Ops One is for sure canon. Yeah, but the, what a war! Like its campaign, at least, is canon. Anything zombies related isn't, but um, I think they just well, wanted to showcase anymore. like the, the the best highlights of the most recent CODs, but then with a few nostalgic but ones in there as well. What I think is they're actually showing you the current full canon because here's what's interesting about it: World War Two is also shown, and we know World War Two and Vanguard are in the same canon because Butcher and all that. Okay. Right, right. My yes, I had to get rid of him because he's stepping behind my monitor and my camera thing. He's about he was about to knock it down. So I'll continue that thought in just a second. Yeah. With that chat, there's also a change to overkill inside of a multiplayer for those that want to carry not only two primaries, maybe two secondaries instead. You can now make that choice. That's the first time overkill's allowed you to do that, right? Having two secondaries. If you guys are working on maybe grinding out, maxing out two secondaries at a time. That's a really nice change to overkill. And obviously the new firing range looks amazing. You have access to it in both multiplayer and zombies, test out all your weaponry, whatever the case is there. Um, so really loving those changes so far. And I'll continue with some more in just a minute. Uh, as Taco gets back, there we go. Okay. So yeah. what I was saying was interesting thing. I don't see a lot of people talking about this, but I think it should be talked about the games that you see on that cinematic are black ops, cold war, which is obvious to be Canon 
Modern Warfare 2019, MW2, and MW3. World War II, Vanguard, but for a split second, they also show Advanced Warfare. I think I think that might just beat Which, us all some love to Advanced Warfare, but I wouldn't ru- I wouldn't rule it out the out the question that it maybe however, isn't canon. One, there's two there's two things it could be one to show love to Advanced Warfare, two it's Sledgehammer's game they're going to show the other Sledgehammer games, but I think it's just interesting because in theory Advanced Warfare could connect timeline wise. It could. We're not at that time period yet, and it, there's nothing really pointing to it other than like few rumors that we're going to get an advanced warfare season but like i think that was them subtly saying advanced warfare is still canon because i remember a long time ago i don't know if they i i'm trying to remember off the top of my head if this is what i think but i think they said world war ii and advanced warfare were in the same like, i i remember them saying infinite warfare was definitely in the future of the modern warfare 19 reboot so i think if they were to revisit any plot lines from those games at some point that could be better confirmation, but I think Sledgehammer certainly wants Advanced Warfare to be canon. I think they may eventually address that, but I think for now it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, they 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 worked on Modern Warfare three. They're showing some love to Advanced Warfare and the COD cinematic, but you know, if we ever get back to a jetpack era again, I'm sure they would make sure that it still stays in the same canon timeline that Black Ops and Modern Warfare's reboot are currently in. Uh, if I had to take a guess or not, but. Uh, yeah. Also, another crazy change that I know you're happy about. I'm very happy about. I was waiting for this for the longest time. The kill counter has now returned in multiplayer. Oh, it's so, so beautiful too. I, I just I can't believe how simple of an update that is. And for whatever reason, we just didn't have it in Modern Warfare 2, even though it was in that game's beta. It was throughout the entire cycle of Modern Warfare 19. We had a pop-up indicator that was slightly different, but still worked as intended inside Cold War. Don't remember if Vanguard had one. Maybe it did. Do you remember Vanguard uh, multiplayer had one? I feel like it didn't, but I could be tripping. I might be tripping. I think it did, actually. Let me look it up. Yeah, it, it might have, but either way, it is such a simple feature that helps a ton, especially when you're on a streak and you're like, oh, how more aggressive do I have to play? How safe should I play, right? Just knowing exactly what streak you're on is important. I know not every COD in the past had this, but it's such a nice change about Warfare 19 added in that mysteriously was missing from the game's sequel. Thank God that's back on the with the addition of calling card and metal pop-ups. Again, really improving the UI while you're in-game, while you're playing. Makes everything a lot prettier. Makes it feel like, you know, we're in a new era of COD since we have these beautiful features that we didn't have 10 years ago. Loving to see things like this back in the game, right? And I know calling card pop-ups were a thing back then. So were some medals. But that kill streak counter, I mean, that's just one of those things that is so beautifully done with, you know, the new era of COD. Why ever get rid of that? There is no reason to do that. Um, did Vanguard have that, though? Were you able to find any info on that? Um, I'm looking. Yeah, I, I feel like it didn't. But if anybody in chat wants to... Wants to you know what? Uh, I'm just gonna look up Vanguard uh his, gameplay. Right. I'm sure somebody somebody has it in there. But on top of that, apparently in the underpass remaster, an old lady Easter egg has been added in. Not quite the same as the old lady Easter egg troll from 2009, but apparently uh, they pay homage to it within the map. So if you shoot the door like you were supposed to in the original troll video, you could see right behind that door a bit of like a, a silhouette or kind of like a mural, kind of like a, a translucent look at that same old lady from the original troll video. She doesn't open the door and talk to you or anything, but if you just get rid of the, the wooden panels that are on the door... You can kind of see the old lady uh, coming through it, which is hilarious. So just kind of paying respect to an old Easter egg. I love when COD does that, just addressing, you know, classic trolls or classic theories from the past. Um, uh, also, uh, in, uh, drum roll. 
It did Drum have one. Vanguard did have one. So yeah, it would have been crazy if Sledgehammer didn't bring that back in Modern Warfare 3. It's just it's just odd that Modern Warfare 2, the sequel, didn't have one. Uh, even the Modern Warfare I knew it. I figured it that. did, but it's like it's in a weird it's like a black background and a red text. Yeah, so still something. Still something. Still something. But yes, chat, as of right now, when we're doing this podcast. All three acts of zombies have not been completed. I believe people have burned through act two pretty quick, but act three has not been completed by anybody to my understanding. So we have that funny meme posted on detonated. We need to get off the X. One of the quotes we hear from ghosts inside of the MW3 campaign. If you don't want to see spoilers for zombies, definitely be careful when scrolling on Twitter. But what's really interesting is that yesterday with the full launch of the game, we ended up getting a tweet from Call of Duty about season one out of nowhere. So in that tweet, they mentioned that season one will bring forth a holiday event, gunfight, and more. We're going to be seeing story updates and secrets added to Monoworth for zombies, three new 6v6 maps, and even the, of course, Urzikstan Warzone experience. Um, and more to be announced in the coming weeks, of course. We're still a good three weeks away from season one. December the 6th is the target launch date for that, but it was funny to see a little bit of marketing about the first season of content as of yesterday, right? We'll have a lot to still burn through and grind for the next three weeks, so not even thinking about season one as of right now, but I did make a video a few days ago recapping everything we do know so far about the first season of content. Um, Fajari looks a bit different today. Yeah, it, it was the craziest last minute cancellation. His internet completely died 10 minutes before starting the show and Taco came in clutched up real quickly, but his internet won't be fixed until, uh, tomorrow. And if we continue doing an episode every Friday, we'll be on track to do episode 100 while he's in house for Thanksgiving. So that's why we're making sure that, you know, we get an episode out every Spoiler Friday. Alert. Spoiler alert. What's up? No, but, he's a spoiler alert. He's coming. Uh, oh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he will be back in house for, for uh, episode 100. But um, yeah, today I think for sure was going to be one of those days where we're like, oh, his internet's dead. We're working on launch content. Not going to do an episode, but I'm like, you know, we got to keep it going to make sure we uh, stay on track with that. But uh, with all that out the way, right, obviously the maps look gorgeous. I also went ahead and posted a full map comparison with, of course, huge thanks to Taco for even making that video happen. He helped out a lot getting the specific footage of each of the maps in 09 on PC and then the updated versions in 2023. Big shout out to him for getting that content recorded. I went ahead and edited the video itself, which took a good two plus hours or whatnot. It was, it, it was, it was a challenge, right? Showing all 16 maps in the same video. The video came out to a total of 58 minutes and what? 54 seconds, nearly an hour. Um, I'm happy that the video got done just so it's out there, you know, a full comparison uh, that Taco beautifully recorded. He tried to make sure that he walked to the exact same areas in both versions of the maps. How long did it take you to record all those clips, though, for each of the 16 maps in oh, both man. games? Um, I what? think for MW2, the original, two hours? Not too bad, not too bad. Because I already, because, like, I got to choose the path. I got to make the path my own. Right, right. But for MW3, I had to watch the video. And then replicate the path. Yeah, right. And get done and then name the file and put it into a folder. But then I also had to like go eat lunch because it was really like late. Um, and yeah. then I think it took maybe an hour and a half extra for MW3 just because I had to watch the video, make sure I followed the path correctly. And if I messed it up, I had to redo it. But yeah, no, I really loving how it turned out. I'm glad that I got to slap that together. Um, just for those out there that want to see an exact comparison, it's not like a full map walkthrough. I had to make sure the video wasn't three hours long. So I made sure I just kind of cut the footage down for both maps or for both versions of the maps to some of the general main areas to ensure that people got the, the, uh, the best possible coverage there. Cause Ken could have, could have used the full, what was it like five plus minutes of each map that you recorded. But at that <sighs> point, the video would be extremely, extremely long. So I managed to get that out. And on top of that, I think a crazy challenge was getting out a ultimate 
camel guide, so to speak, going through every single camel challenge on every single weapon in both multiplayer and zombies, not including the challenges for Modern Warfare 2 weapons that exist within Modern Warfare 3 zombies. Um, in terms of multiplayer, it's obviously one set of challenges for all our classes. In zombies, there's two sets, one for MW3 guns, one for MW2 guns. So I went ahead and posted uh, what was about, I think, a half an hour long video going through each and every one of those challenges, which is absolutely insane. There was a lot to get through with that. I'm glad I got that done as well, just for the sake of clarity, for those out there that want to know uh, what the challenges exactly are. You don't have to get long shots, I think, for more than like a weapon or two, which is awesome. You don't have to get long shots for every class like you had to do in Mono Warfare 2. And I think it's a much easier camel grind across the board. There's one mistake that you found, though. What was it for? I think it was for the... Was it for the it's FR? For the yeah. FOMOS, the FR556. What was the mistake again? Had, it was asking you to get kills with platinum, I think, which is odd. Yeah, and there's no platinum camo on MW3 weapons, but it says you need to get kills with the platinum camo. So I haven't That's tested funny. it, but I think I'm going to try and do it and see if it fixed itself. I don't think they did. I'm actually going to log on and see if they fixed it. Um, yeah, that's I don't think they really, did. really interesting bug. That was like the, the one mistake we saw with the entire camo system in about over three. The one tiny mistake that we noticed. <laughs> but other than that, I think they did a good job making sure that the camel system is pretty straightforward. It's, if anything, easier and maybe less tedious to do than the Mono for 2 system. I think Mono for 2's system is very solid. I think it's a great foundation for how all camel progression systems should work moving forward. But when it comes to those long shots, that's what drags on the entire process. And this game, Mono for 3, doesn't have that. So people out there are probably going to have a much smoother time going through and getting their mastery camels done for any of the classes. Um, like I said, that's the only part of Mono for 2's camel system that drags for most people is those long shots. If you're not playing hardcore or playing on the right maps and the right lobbies, that'll drag for you. Everything else, though, was a breeze, I would say, whether it's getting double kills, whether it's headshots, whether it's little streak kills, whether it's, you know, whatever. Uh, this game has a really great system. Any other thoughts on the camel system for this game, though, for MP or zombies? Uh, it's definitely, you're going to see a lot more Interstellar than you've seen anything else in the past. Uh, because Interstellar yeah. is much easier to actually get. And for those of you that don't know what Interstellar is, Interstellar is the mastery camo for MP um, in this game. Uh, it's just 36 guns, and while you're leveling them up, you can honestly get these challenges done while you're leveling them up because they're much easier. Uh, the gold for MW3 and the platinum for MW3, which are called Gilded and Forged, they're much easier to get. They're literally so easy to get. Like, it's either, like, add attachments to your weapons or aim down sight for them. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, um, I think it's, that's cool. It's much easier. I think zombies is probably going to be the one you don't see as much because it's going to be much harder to obtain. It'll take more grinding for sure. Yeah. 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 Because be, no, yeah. Number one, you have to run around. Number two, I mean, the tier one zombies are probably the easiest one. You're going to see a lot of people doing that for camo grinding because um, they don't really change. It, yeah, other than that, it, it might it might take just a, a, a little bit of time, but not too much. Not too much. Um, did they just use Platinum for the same level camo for MW3 weapons? forgot the name. Uh, well, same level. Like, where Platinum was in the Mastery, yes. Like I said, uh, the Platinum for MW3 multiplayer is called Forged. And it's, right. instead of long shots, I don't know what you do. I'm actually about to tell you right now. Um, you do, for example... Um, if I can actually, like, you know, go <laughs> uh, right you do three kills without dying ten times. It's so much easier. So it no, just that... depends on how you do it. No, for sure, for sure. So I think, 
you know, you're going to have a lot of folks. I think we've seen this before with even Vanguard and Cold War, people that maybe don't traditionally play zombies that are like, hey, these zombies camels look incredible. Or, hey, I need more to do because I finished my multiplayer camel grind already. They're going to go ahead and, you know, go ahead and grind this. And on top of being able to do this for all MW3 weapons, you could also grind new zombie camels on Mono Warfare 2 weapons, which is absolutely mental. So a lot to do this year, camel-wise. I wouldn't recommend speedrunning through any of it unless maybe you're a content creator that has to. Take your time this year. You have a lot to grind for, you know, three sets of weapons, essentially, across across with different game modes. So go ahead and, and enjoy the camel grind for the rest of the year. You know, let that be something that you do after you grind through the new content that drops every season. You know, have stuff to do all the time. And I think that's something that uh, you'll be seeing a lot of on stream. I know I capped a little bit. I said I was going to have a Ryan done before Mono for 3 came, uh, came out. I have, I think it's three guns left to get Polyon. Super easy. But, you know, I want to be one of the first people to show a Orion pop-up while playing Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer. So I'm excited to go ahead and see what that looks like. I'll probably do that by my next stream. So in the next, you know, couple days or whatnot, I'll go ahead and do that live to see what that looks like. But, yeah. fact, not changed. Oh, the, 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 still, the Platinum yeah. bug? It still so, says get 300 kills while using the Platinum camo. I, I'm sure that just means, was it forged? Is that the, that's the new... Uh... I hope... I don't know if anyone could test that because that's zombies and unable to do that. Then that means you'll need forge as well. Which if so, that means that zombies is going to be the longest platinum because you have to get at least one mastery for one gun. Yeah. Which and, means you have to do, right. you have to do the entire assault rifle class just to get forge. So yeah, that, that that's really interesting. But yeah. I th- I, I, that's, that's cool though. I think, I think overall the camera system is a big improvement over last year's and that's saying a lot because last year's already, in my opinion, was pretty solid. Um, also, some interesting updates here. It was confirmed by COD Updates on Twitter. Call of Duty's in-game voice chat moderation begins global rollout today, excluding the Asia-Pacific region. So, yes, that's what it means. There will be AI in-game listening to what you say. Don't say anything stupid. Even if you're doing friendly banter with your friends, as long as you're not saying anything too bad, I still wouldn't even risk that, right? Be on Discord, because if you're going to use in-game voice chat, I'm sure me and Top calling each other bad or stupid is probably enough to get us uh, to stamp banned. So not, yeah, it's you're bad. Not, Shut up. Yeah, you're terrible. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't even risk that. You know, I understand the implementation of this to moderate really horrific things to get said. And not even going to touch on remotely what I'm, what I'm referring to here, but you guys probably get the point. There are some horrible things said in game chat. That stuff's not okay. In that case, you know, that's what the AI is for. But I, I would be worried about you playing with your friends. Not saying anything too outrageous, but maybe friendly banter that might be taken out of context as cyberbullying. You know, that's risky. So just as a reminder as well, be very careful with what you say. Uh, obviously, even with your friends, shouldn't be saying anything too bad. But I could imagine there'll be situations where somebody is playing with their friends. They're like, hey, you're trash. Look at my KD. And then that gets taken as like, you know, harassment or something. I wouldn't even risk that. But Another I'm just gonna go through and only say <laughs> there you go. Uh, get that, that soundboard on Discord going. But another really crazy update that I find hilarious is in regards to Ricochet. So it's been confirmed Ricochet will now have a new feature. I have it written down right here because it, it's it's actually wild. Let's see how exactly they worded it. A new splat feature. So if you get detected as cheating, you will spawn in with no parachute. <laughs> that I mean, I love the trolling from Ricochet. I mean, how, how are you feeling about that? Though? How crazy is that that they have found new ways to troll the freaking losers out there that are hacking their way on a new Call of Duty? So I'm just saying, if you end up being too good, you're gonna have a really bad time playing Warzone because you're just gonna right on the ground. That's really funny because now now you're gonna look in the kill feed and you're gonna instantly know who's either hacking or just forgot to pull their parachute because you're just gonna see splat. Yeah, I I, I think that's actually legendary that they they found new ways to troll people. Um, I hope to at least see one day 
so that, that splat feature being being utilized that is freaking gold dude but yeah they dropped a new blog post i think it was yeah on the cod blog about these ricochet updates there's also something that they mentioned here in regards to spam reporting for those out there thinking that they're getting temp banned from the game because of spam reporting uh apparently spam reporting doesn't actually work only the first report is what is taken into account about a player now you can argue well isn't that counterproductive because if somebody's getting spam reported what if they're actually a cheater hence why lots of other people reported them well i'm gonna guess there's, there's a difference between one person spam reporting another player versus uh a group of people reporting the same person at once that's what i'm guessing is the balance with this report system in game not to say that people haven't been falsely temp banned or falsely perma banned it's happened the system's not perfect, but Ricochet is constantly learning and adapting to new cheats that have been created inside of every current Call of Duty title, including Warzone. So I think that's great for clarity that if I go and spam report Taco, that's not going to expedite the ban process. The first report gets taken into account, and then they'll determine if he's a cheater or not. But if me and, let's say, the whole detonated team and all of our friends report Taco, maybe they'll escalate that case and say, hey, people, this many people are saying Taco's a hacker. Let's get rid of this guy, or let's see what the deal is here. Let's see if he's actually a cheater. Because maybe the odds are slim that a group of us out there mass report one person. So they're like, hey, if that happens, maybe it means something, versus one person individually spamming that other player. I think that's that's probably the way that uh, the way that they've they've combated against uh, spam reporting. But I figured I'd bring that up real quickly. On top of that, you can see new playlists inside of MW3 as of right now. Terminal twenty four seven, hell yeah! But there is an experimental playlist which is not going live yet, but it is going to very soon. Talk, you remember Vanguard, right? That game had an experimental playlist. Do you remember anything about it? Hell no. So Sledgehammer, <laughs> whenever, yeah, whenever it's something that they did with Vanguard, which is brilliant. Um, got to give credit where credit's due. If there's something they're working on, let's say it's, for example, them testing out a new movement mechanic or them testing out a new TTK or testing out XYZ, they'll, put, they'll, they'll make that live in the experimental playlist to help them get feedback even faster so that if they eventually do roll out that feature in a full title update, they've gotten feedback on it prior to doing so. Instead of waiting for the launch of season one, two, three, four to get feedback from players about how a new feature works. Tell me that's not brilliant. That is absolutely phenomenal for the sake of clarity See, with, the, with the community. I knew, I knew it was the playlist in Vanguard, but during the time I played Vanguard, I don't think I touched it. I think I just made like the, the blitz, uh, combat pacing. And I just kept playing like radar or something. Um, but that is like, I, Fortnite did that a long time ago. And like, basically when like chapter one was a thing, and I think it was like chapter two or three. They introduced the uh like an aiming playlist that was made purely for like uh the new, like the current aiming system. That's what they were introducing, um like where you go crouch, it's first shot accuracy, and they introduced bloom and all that. That was what that playlist was made for, and that was a way for them to test it rather than just be like, yeah, we're just gonna roll it out rather than that. And it worked out really well for them because they also adjusted it a lot, and now it's where it is now, which is pretty good. So I think Call of Duty doing that, Call of Duty should do that a lot more often. Um, like imagine Treyarch. Treyarch makes a lot of different changes. They could do that and change so many different things if they wanted to. Uh, I think it's a great option, especially if you're coming up with like a controversial like movement change. Like say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna introduce a roll mechanic. Here's how it's gonna work. Let's do an experimental version of it on the old game first and see how it works. Yeah. Before we do that new game. I love when so. they do stuff like that. I mean, that's just great for the community to really get some understanding of you know some Warzone decisions that are being made. Warzone would benefit from it too. Oh like, yeah, Warzone no, yeah. 
like a new item comes in, like they think it's like gonna be a broken item. Like say it's like a grenade. It's like a smoke grenade. You throw it and it works like the the PDS thing. Um, or what is it called? The PMS? The the thing that you throw in the storm and it gives you a bubble. W which we got confirmed yeah. was going to be released <laughs> a little while back. Yeah. I think it was season two or three of, of MW2 and that just never made its way back in. Where's that? Was, yeah, Where's it was in that? Warzone 1. No, um, I, no idea where that went. No idea where that but, went. But yeah, so like if they ever decide like we're going to do this, we're going to have an experimental playlist. It plays the exact same as the others. just this item is now a thing. We increase the drop rate of it so you can use it and see how broken it is, et cetera, et cetera. That would be a great idea. Because yeah. then all of these things that are broken in Warzone, like, say, like, for example, um, snake shots. Well, we're trying to adjust them. So instead of just rolling out a worldwide thing, here's a new playlist. Here's how they are adjusted, et cetera. Like, you could do that, too. Or you could just nerf yeah. it straight up. I think with, something like that. With weapons, I think it could be a yeah. little sticky. I think with weapons, maybe they'll just stick to how they do it now, which is, like, a general nerf or buff. Yeah. But... That, that, was, a bad, that was a bad example. I mean, like... Say say they're about to change like how like a a flashlight works. Yeah, you know, the game yeah. maybe like a flashlight gives you a different new benefit in Warzone or like uh, zombies. They can roll out the new playlist if that benefit works really well and it's not broken. Boom. If it's broken, then they could just not do the change and they can change it up or like like I said, the smoke grenade like a new smoke grenade that you throw and it helps you from the storm. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that would be good for a test playlist instead of just being like, yeah, we're releasing in this new season. Well, we already said we're releasing in this new season, so we can't remove it until the season's over at least. So Yeah, yeah. No, I could I could totally see them. I could see them messing with things like you know, like what you said, maybe not so much weapons, but maybe like, oh, let's say the UAV swipes faster now. We have that experimental playlist first, or you know, stuff like that. I, I I'm really excited to see how they how they adjust things accordingly. Even something as and, simple as a score limit increase for kill confirmed, let's say, throw an experimental playlist. I mean, hell yeah. Let's let, let's see some some wild changes like that. I'm totally that, down for that it. That works well that works for blog posts too, because you know how they have them separated into sections. You can have a section that says experimental playlist and it's be like, what's changing in the experimental playlist this time? Well here's what's changing, here's what's staying because we need a little bit more info on it, et cetera, et cetera. And if they need a little bit more info on something, they can increase how it works or whatever. So we can definitely get the much maximum amount of feedback from it. it it's a good idea and i think they should oh, yeah. really focus on that a lot more than just say okay we're gonna take a leap of faith add this item if it doesn't work we'll get rid of it next season i think I'm they should just that, be man. like just experiment it if it works add it in the next season permanently yeah no i'm down for that and on top of that what ended up leaking out which we already knew like 99 percent of this but what ended up leaking out is that the maps carrying forward from for two don't just include shoot house mercado and farm 18 we already all kind of guessed shipment that is going to be one crown raceway apparently is also carrying forward it's unclear when those maps will it was mentioned in a blog it'll be pre-season one so i'm assuming there could be these little filler periods in between seasons where not much is going on or whatnot and they'll just add in some mono for two maps from 2022 why not and I'm assuming these are going to end up dropping in the next week or two because there is a playlist next to the experimental one that says MW2 maps. So if you just, just want to play Shipment, Shoot House, you know, Farm 18, Jesse 2022 maps, you could do that in its own playlist relatively soon, which I think is awesome because I guess that'll be the new version of Shoot the Ship for those out there that for some reason don't want to grind camos on the Mono for 3 multiplayer maps. You could do that in MW2 maps. But um, how, do you, how do you feel about maps carrying forward from MW2? Are you excited to see that with how the gameplay feels now? With the new overhaul? Oh goodness. Yes, actually, I think that's a great idea because some of these maps could play just a lot better if they were faster, which is what a lot of people have said. Now we actually have much faster movement. It could probably play a whole lot better. Yeah. Um, and also, that could tie in with the experimental play. Let's say there's a map they're not sure about bringing in because maybe it just doesn't work too well with a new movement or something mm, else. Yeah. Throw yeah. it into the experimental playlist. Let people play it for a certain, like a, like a day or so or like a couple of hours. Experiment with it because some games do that. Some games like 
Um, Siege has like a thing called test servers where right, you can play right, the new right. season and their operators to test it out for them. So when it fully releases, it's a lot better. They could do something like that with the experimental playlist. Like, oh, um, so we're gonna we're gonna bring in uh, El Asilio, um from MW2. Uh, we're gonna we we want to see how it works with the new movement. We're gonna let you guys play it in the experimental playlist, and we're gonna make some changes based on that if we need to. That's a good way to do it, and say like they're remastering like an uh, original MW3 map, but they want to like modernize it like how they did with the new ones. What can we change to modernize it? What can we do to make it play better? Does it play? Does it even play good if we modernize it? That's a thing that they could do with experimental as well. So Definitely. I think adding, but yeah, since we're adding MW2 maps. I think doing that is a great idea because there's some people who just like love all the maps in MW2 or like this in MW2, but now you get to play it in a more refined, a bigger multiplayer experience. And I think that's the way to go because yeah, you know, you could, if you like the maps and you like some things from MW2, if most of MW2 is in MW3, except for the maps, Bringing them over means you can literally just buy MW3 and you get already like two or three games in one. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely, and it's like a perfect thing. Yeah, no, and I didn't get to play War yet. I'm gonna end up playing that this weekend. I've been so busy with zombies, but you got to play War in a private match. Um, there's cinematic cutscenes behind it. I'm really happy to see the return of that mode since World War II 2017. Quick thoughts on War before we move on to some zombies. How, how, how have you liked the uh, the new War mode? Is it just as good as the original? Is it better? Is there some work that needs um, to be done with it? There needs to be some more work. I feel like it's really not that it's not it, I don't I what I mean is it's not bad. I'm not don't don't make that sound like it's bad. War is pretty fun. It's just the winning team is much easier. Um which yeah. is not typically the case cuz like the thing about War from World War 2 is there are some really good maps. Like for example, Operation Neptune, there's a certain part where being on defensive is a very big like advantage. But you can still win if you're offensive. When I played this, I mean, when you're on like, when you're on defense, I feel like yeah, you can you can keep spawn trapping them. But the people spawn so quickly and so close to the objective that they can just rush you and defeat your whole team. So there's so few right, changes. Right. And like again, it's the first it's the first experience of this mode since like what? When did when did World War Two come out? Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen is a while ago, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So ago. they they have a couple of things they need to fix. New thing. I like it. I like the idea. I really hope they keep doing it. I hope we get one new war map at least per season. Yeah. That would be great. That'd be a yeah, and that's the way it worked in World War Two's DLC cycle. Every map pack that released, I believe, did come with a war map. If I'm not mistaken, it was like. It might have been three sixty-six maps, a war map, and a zombie map. So there, and, and obviously, I think there were some. The weapons were added. Were weapons even mentioned in the map packs back then? I don't for World War Two. Uh, I know, I know. I think World no. War Two was just supply drops. Yeah, they didn't mention the weapons and mm -hmm. uh, in map yeah, packs at all. Supply drops had their own separate like um trailer. Yeah, for what new weapons were added? But the thing about War Two is, I like the idea that they're using Urzikstan. It saves dev time, and then they can just put war on there, and it works. But I would like to see some new variety. On there, like say for yeah, example, they yeah. like when they bring in Fortune's Keep, for example, could they make a war map on Fortune's Keep? I would love to see. Oh, it. I would. Oh man, that'd be if awesome. If they can somehow figure awesome. out a war map for Rebirth too, like it's a prison escape kind of a thing, that would be sick. 
I mean, you know what's even crazier for Rebirth would be zombie support, <laughs> which is a good that segue too. here. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be a spiritual successor to Mob of the Dead in a sense, because that's the same layout as Mob of the Dead, but it's not supposed to be Alcatraz. It is it is a, a fictional Rebirth from from the Black Ops universe. That would actually that, be hey, incredible. That also adds brand new bosses because, like you know, we have the mimic, we have the mangler, we have um, what else do we have? The the dogs, we have the abomination. Add Brutus as like you know how the abomination yeah, is like a nice callback boss. That'd be cool. Have Brutus be a tier three boss. Yeah, that or would, you that... can have him like run around every so often, where he like ambushes you when you get into a certain zone of rebirth. Right, that could be right. a thing too. I think rebirth, rebirth, and zombies needs needs to happen number one because Mob of the Dead is like a very big fan favorite map, and now they don't have to remaster it. It's just here; you can play however you want. It's fun. Do whatever. We don't care. Yeah, and then. They can add in so many old Easter eggs. Like Golden Sport could be on that map for all we know. Oh hell yeah! They could add in. They can add in the Water Tower Easter egg that was in Bo4, which I don't know if they're going to because that's a lot to just crash a Water Tower. Yeah. Um, right. But they right. could. They could. Uh. They could add like the Warden's House and have like a special Warden's House. They could add an underground bunker for a lab, like a lab, but it's not the lab anymore because it doesn't exist. But like just a a, a secret underground thing that's reminiscent of the lab. They could do so many fun little Easter eggs that they want to do with Rebirth. I think it's just worth. Adding rebirth to zombies on its own, especially Fortune's Keep. Fortune's Keep would play pretty decently with zombies. No, I but. think it would too. I think it would too. But very, very good segue into Mono Over Three Zombies. So, first impressions of the mode. Take it away, Taco. How are you feeling about Mono Over right. Three Zombies as of right now? Is it promising to you? Does it have more depth to Outbreak and DMZ, or does it offer more depth in comparison to Outbreak and DMZ? I should say, because I'm personally feeling like. The mode offers so much more than either of those two ever did, and it has me so excited for the future of the mode. So, any thoughts? So, w Modern Warfare Three Zombies, I like. I like what we have. It's really fun for the fact that like you load in, nobody can kill you. You're all just having fun, enjoying yourself, going at your own pace, doing whatever you want. And the little the little side Easter egg of like the vaults fun and all that, which we'll talk about at another point. But um, it's the thing about MW3 Zombies is I feel like there was I wish there was more to do because people were complaining like oh the sixty minutes in game is there's not enough time. To me, I feel like there's too much time when you've done like you you do like three contracts, you've done most of the contracts. Like you're like okay, I've done this. You go into the higher tier zone. There's not a lot you get from going in there, to be honest. There's Wonder Fizz, there's the Abomination. You don't get anything too impressive from killing the Abomination, which is kind of sad. Um, which, uh, really, only those higher tier zones are good for, like, certain missions where, like, for example, the Cryo-Freeze ammo mission. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ugh. No, sorry, the zombie virus is coming. <laughs> but, All good. Uh, it's good for, like, that because they're much tankier. And you get better rewards from like certain chests, certain objectives in there. You get some better rewards, but the fact that the only thing you really keep is, say, for example, you get a perk from a chest. If you stow it instead of equipping it, you can bring it in next game, which is a good idea. Um, right, right. But I feel like there needs to be more to the schematics and the acquisitions. I feel like they need to add one who's like, oh, here's a permanent perk slot that you can use for two games. So it runs, it has like a durability, like how keys used to do. Keys used to have durabilities. Have them, sure, those sure. have durabilities, and you can, you, there's a reason for you to go into these higher tier zones. Cause say, for example, you need some like raw Ethereum crystals, which are the pack a bunch ones. 
you could either one use it for pack a bunch later, or two you can use it to craft a permanent perk slot. But you can like, and able to get these better, you go into these higher tier zones. Yeah. So no, I, I think I think they 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 really just need to keep what they have. Don't try and reinvent what they have. Keep everything they have. Add to it as much as you can. Give us more of a reason to go into these tier zones because right now the best way to grind gamos is tier one because those zombies are much easier. Because tier two zombies are tanky. And tier three zombies definitely, are just definitely. transit super spinners. Yeah. And it's insane how fast you can die in tier three. But like also the point system, very, very low. And there's not a lot of things you can sell to get that up. Yeah, it's like the, it's the outbreak point system. But no, I actually yeah. like the criticism a lot because I think what you just mentioned excludes act mission grinding. So the new act yeah. missions replace faction missions from DMZ. If you're not going for those. I totally see what you mean. It's like, all right, how do I find the gameplay loop? Is there incentive to go to the harder sections of the map? I think a simple answer to your criticism is going to be just plain and simply seasonal updates, right? Looking at the identities of both Outbreak and DMZ after five, six seasons of support, miles different from the launch version. I will say, though, the launch version of this Zombies mode is infinitely, infinitely stronger content-wise and replayability-wise than where Outbreak was day one and where dmz was day one so oh, yeah no, that, sure that's a good step like, in the right direction for sure like uh, zombies zombies and mw3 is it's solid it's not bad at all so anyone who says it's bad like it's really not bad it's if it's not round based or anything which is the thing but the thing about yeah. this zombies is they didn't try and include anything round based in the mode they tried to purely be like okay we know this isn't round based let's not oversimplify it and like try and I mean, obviously you have the perks, you obviously have the pack-a-punch, you have the mystery box, and it moves. Those are some round-based things. You don't have to buy any doors. The only thing you really have to buy is that teleporter that takes you to the manor. Which, yeah, yeah. And, uh, a good thing, too, they should add traps that are specific to zombies maps only. That would be fun to have, because right now, like, you get swarmed. So if you have a place that has a trap, you can just activate. Quickly just activate the trap, boom, you're done. I don't know how hard that would be to make, because this is technically the Warzone map. Um, But yeah... Black Modern for Three Zombies is really it's it's not bad at all. It just needs a few things to make it worth replaying because right now the only thing you you only need for X filling is just to complete new missions. I, I, yeah, I saw some and, I saw some comment about X filling being somewhat pointless in a sense because obviously you X fill you will lose your perks you will lose what's in your inventory which transfers to XP and you lose the upgrade on your weapon. If you use Tombstone though, you die out, come back next game and grab your stash, you won't get your weapons back. You also will just get what's in your what was in your backpack, but you also won't get your perks, but you will at least get your points. So it's almost a strat. I wonder if this is intentional if they thought about this. It's almost a strat to just leave your Tombstone stash, die out so the next game when you spawn in, boom. You got your points off the rip. You got your 30, 40K off the rip, and you could just go start doing what you'd like to do. <laughs> you know, if, if that's, you know, an act mission, uh, Easter egg quest that gets added later, that's something that I'll probably end up doing if I know I'm going to need a lot of money in my next game. I'm just going to drop my tombstone stash and pick it up in my next match. So that's that, that's something that I was thinking yeah. about after after Which, a long playthrough. Another thing, too, is adding on to the things that they should add. The, the acquisitions and the schematics, here's another thing they could easily add as a section, which they're probably going to do. If they update this like they did DMZ, it might get this, because, you know, DMZ didn't have a wallet feature, and now it does. So what they could do is they could add Ooh. in the skill tree from Cold War yes. or a wallet system. And basically the skill tree is like, oh, well, you know, you want to make your perks better, your whack-a-punch better, all this. Here's these skill trees you can get. 
and this will give more of an incentive to keep certain items because right now like if you're playing just to play you get a raw ethereum crystal or you get a perk you might as well just equip it unless you are about to fight the ether worm which not which i don't think anybody's gotten to yet unless you're about to fight the ether worm there's no yes. point to really keep perks in your like i have some perks in my stash i have some uh ammo mods in my stash i can bring those in if i don't use them but now this gives you a reason like hey if you bring back juggernaut and ethereum crystal we can craft you a new skill point for Juggernog. Yeah. Or like yeah. do do the where like there's a reason for you to reason to go in because not only like oh I just have to play a certain amount I get that raw Ethereum crystal that I got before and now I can upgrade a skill point. If you make it to where they have to go into the game, find certain items, exfil with those certain items, and then they can craft that into a skill point for like that specific item. That would be a great addition because that would give so many more people to go keep wanting to come back into zombies. It would make it more right. like an RPG, but that's really what DMZ is. Is is kind of like some of like the new like not DMZ, but that's kind of what like Outbreak was essentially in Cold War. Was it was more RPGifying zombies, which works if you considering how Modern Warfare Three is built. You should go the RPG route. You should make it to where they have to go collect these, make a skill point, make things better. Give them the reason to keep going into the exclusion zone and expelling from the exclusion zone because right yeah. now the only thing you have is missions. Right, right, and, and I think and I think at least where the missions are are it's significantly better than where the missions started in DMZ. Right with the launch of season one, you didn't even have missions in Outbreak. You just had oh you, you got objectives you know in each region. But you got to warp to each region. You have a couple of side ones in each region too, but it's kind of RNG. And then you know there's that. This significantly improved the gameplay loop from where Outbreak and DMZ were. Uh, it's one big open space, no warping. There are quite a few side objectives that we're still figuring out, which is exciting. Um, then there's the main contracts that you can do to get your points. It is the Outbreak point system, and I hope they adjust it a little bit in the future because it is kind of hard to get points. That's why I suggested that Tombstone strat. Um, but you do have a lot of things returning from Outbreak, whether it's some of the objectives or, or side quests that were in Outbreak. A lot of those things are back. But with that dmz type of system with the dmz foundation i mean it, it all blends very well together like you mentioned earlier this mode already knows it's not round based it's not trying to be it's not trying to be like hey let's do like an outbreak uh dmz or let's do an outbreak round based hybrid like vanguard did no 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 no. it this knows what type of experience it is this mode gets it. It, it it's not meant to be anything like that it's something different we probably weren't gonna have zombies this year anyway it was gonna be another year off or it would be maybe a, a quote-unquote year two expansion of modern warfare 2 with more multiplayer maps or something i don't think zombies is ever gonna be inside of modern warfare 2 but now that this game exists we got a year of zombies to enjoy right something to keep us going until treyarch's next black ops game until round base does return i'm happy where this is at right now i really am yeah. I, like, like i, I mentioned mean, too the, the objectives we have in this i think are, are more replayable than the ones that we had in outbreak from cold war i think they're more fun to do if if, if uh you want to mention anything about that as well well yeah like so it's like the thing too is like people people love round base and I'm also thinking of new ways. So if anyone from Treyarch ever listens to this, look, I'm giving you some good ideas here. You don't have, like, I know I know you're working on your next game, and I know you got round base, and it's going to be great. But if you really want to cook with MW3 too, and you just need these ideas thrown at you, here's one idea. The wallet system from DMZ, you could also implement it while you're in-game to be the bank system and have ATMs that are around the map. Oh yeah. you can just yeah. deposit money or take money out in case you just don't take the right amount. And you know how they added Koshai Complex as a hidden thing only for DMZ? Yeah, yeah. Do that similarly with this, but make that specific area where you have to buy doors or you have to do this and you have to do that. Similar to round base. A little bit of a classic deeper, feel to the it. Deeper, the deeper you go in, the tier, the tier level still comes up. 
so you don't have to do rounds. Sure, so you can just sure. make that specific map have different tiers, or even like an onslaught, an onslaught surge system as well, which is mm -hmm. also similar to round base. Yeah, I, I like could. that. And you can you can buy certain like say, oh, you and your friend want to go this deep into this like Koshai complex type map, you you need to bring in this amount of money, and it's a grind to get to these certain areas. So you need to make sure you get this much money, you save this much money, so you can bring it in and attempt to go in there. Yeah, and it would be a really good idea for them if they really want to like have a lot of people play this mode and keep doing it and get them excited for the next one, that's a really good way to do it. Because not only that, you can keep going in there, you can keep playing it like it's regular round base, and then you can just end it. And you can tie in an act mission in there if you want to. It's up to you. Yeah. Which is another thing. Act missions could be tied into Fortune's Keep and Rebirth if they decide they want to. Yeah, that, so. that, that's the way they tell their narrative. That's the way that DMZ's narrative worked. That, you know, it was told through faction missions, through intel that you found, and that's cool. So... I think the brilliant thing about Mono for Three Zombies is that it's going ahead and telling a story off the rip using the act missions, right? There's three different acts. There's a cinematic cutscene at the end of each act. And I think the end of act three is that giant worm boss fight, which is awesome. But it's separate from the quote-unquote main quest or main Easter egg that apparently is coming post-launch. So isn't it brilliant that this mode has launched with three acts, bunch of missions you can burn through, there was no race or hunt off the rip. We're all able to jump into this experience, absorb what it's about, understand the systems, get a good gameplay loop going. You know, we really get to uh, master the mode and understand all the skills that we need to have. We get to do that while doing act missions, which offer narrative, before there ends up being a main quest added in with a big hunt with some crazy other boss fight. I'm glad that they've separated that because typically what you see with zombies is you have a new experience come out. People rush an Easter egg hunt and try to get to boss fight, try to get to the Easter egg. Then all that gets beaten within four five, six hours or just the first day. I guess I could simplify it, say the first day. And then after that, people are claiming, oh, the map's bad, the mode's dead, there's no content, nothing to do, where's the next map? I love they were able to just relax for a second, which is, again, my hot take that I gave during Cold War and I think even Vanguard. I love when you drop a zombie map and you pause or postpone the actual main quest hunt. Make the egg go live a day later, just so we can breathe for a second, learn some shit, <laughs> and then worry about everything else later. Uh, they, they posted an intel drop uh, a couple of days ago about MW3 Zombies. You know, Treyarch sitting down and talking about their experience with it. Like you were mentioning, some brilliant ideas of how to implement classic features, round-based-like mechanics. I'm down for all that in this mode, but I'd much rather have Treyarch wait a year, make round-based even better for their next Black Ops game, and just have a team update the mode that we got right here, and just Give it some more content over the course of six seasons. Have you know? Give us some fun. Give us some new missions, more Easter eggs. You know, some nice quality of life changes like DMZ got over the course of MW two cycle. Give us that, and then when round base is ready next year, we'll get that. Instead of rushing out a few round base maps in this game, let's not do that. Let's enjoy this for what it is. If you happen to like Outbreak and DMZ, you'll probably really like this. If you didn't play either of those modes or didn't like those modes, you might be more optimistic. But when jumping into this, even naked not knowing anything about outbreak or dmz or by having not liked those modes there still is something for you in this and i i'm and i hope that people out there can warm up to it over the next few days i think so, so far it's been received a lot better than i thought it was going to be there's two things that i want to bring up number one i this is a small little change and you were talking about it and i forgot to mention this for the story for mw3 zombies it is much easier to follow than cold war because cold war a good amount of that story was locked behind intel when you're right. doing missions, it, it, they really talk to you and really explain what's happening. And it's really nice. And from the from the first ad cutscene I've seen, it's like 
they they're going in on those cutscenes too. Those are high quality cutscenes. They're not in oh, yeah. rendered cutscenes. They are cut campaign level s quality. Yeah. So those are about to be absolutely fantastic. Number two, there are people I'm seeing, and I want to bring this up to their attention. There's some people saying they never should have gotten rid of round base or that nobody asked for a DMZ hybrid. Number one, they didn't get rid of round base. But and there's the thing here. I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Courage JD in this. He thinks he's putting on his tinfoil hat as he says. He thinks. They asked Treyarch to help a little bit, and they made an agreement to be like, yeah, we'll help you. Let's just, can we focus on round base in our game? So we can give you, we can give you a zombie experience here, but we can give the best quality we have in our round base. I don't know how true that is, but that's an outlook if you want to look at it to like make you, make you understand why round base isn't in the game. If you need an explanation, that's, that's one you can think of. And it's, it's pretty positive of an outlook being like, Hey, they're giving us one, but they're working on their own. Not saying that's what's happening. I don't know what's happening. But that could be that could be a pretty good way for you to look at it if you really want an explanation. But number two, round base takes a lot to make. It is hard to make a round based game mode. So giving them giving them a second to take away from round base and focus on what they need to put out and give them time to experiment is also a good little thing. You can also have like a reasoning for why there's no round base. Round base is hard for them to make, and maybe they just want to focus on it in a way where they have enough time to make something quality for round base. Cause sure, they could right. do the Vanguard route where they give us that whole big map and it does all those weird challenges and then give us a round base later. They could, but as we saw from Vanguard, not a lot of people like that idea. I mean, I didn't hate the Archon. I didn't hate Shinonuma. I thought they were fine, but that take, that took them a while to make. And even then it wasn't as yeah. the highest quality as round bases they've made before because they had to throw it together. Cause as we know, they didn't have, they didn't have a handful amount on the big Vanguard, but they did their best. Nor did I they have they their, their their A team or their zombies focus team. An actual exactly. zombie team at Treyarch worked on this, and it's great that you mentioned Vanguard because I'm like, hold on a second, Vanguard zombies with the whole round based outbreak hybrid seems like what this mode ended up being. Like it seems like this mode is like a polished and fully developed version of that original idea, except with this. You've kind of stripped away the round base elements, or as you could say, the outbreak element with you know warping from region to region, which changes the round in favor of the DMZ integration with those mechanics instead, and how it's all open world. That's brilliant. I just think the round base outbreak hybrid they were going for in Vanguard was almost a step in the right direction to just offer something different for those that are burnt out of round base for something or for some that want something different. But this is an actual developed product. Vanguard Zombies was not. You had an actual Zombies team work on this and it makes me very excited for the future. I think to go along with those out there that want to really grind camels and zombies, for those that just want to kill zombies quickly, it wouldn't hurt to have a small onslaught mode of sorts that maybe takes certain areas of Urzikstan or other maps in the future, puts them into a little box like Grosten House, like, you know, the starting room of the giant uh, or like the onslaught maps you saw in Cold War it wouldn't hurt to give us small experiences like that with no other purpose than for you to jump in, kill zombies and grind your camos. If you guys out there are upset with maybe how slow it may take to grind camos in, you know, the big open world experience that I'd be down for, but to have like a fully polished round base map with side Easter eggs, a main Easter egg, a bunch of lore and, and really good map design that I'd rather see next year that I'd rather see in, in an actual Treyarch made black ops game. This so far though is gonna be a lot of fun because like i mentioned last week and like i mentioned in videos 
I love covering variety. I know Taco loves writing about different things to keep it fresh with detonated. It's awesome to be able to talk about multiplayer, Warzone, DMZ, zombies, you know, whatever the case is. It's great to offer more. And last year, it really scratched my itch in Modern Warfare 2 by having a lot to cover with DMZ and raids on top of MP and Warzone. This year, I'm going to love covering zombies even more. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Another thing, too, is, yeah, I think Call of Duty even knows that people would rather wait for a Treyarch title for a good round-based map. I think they even know that. I think them wanting to have a zombies in this mode is just, you know, we, we want them to have an extra game mode. We're not going to give them raids. We're not giving them special ops. Let's just give them a zombies experience that we can just throw together. Well, we're going to let them experiment. Let's let Treyarch experiment with something they've always wanted to do, which, fun fact, Treyarch has always wanted to do an open-world zombies. There was a long time ago, I forgot one of the developers, I forgot who it was, they made a custom map on BO3 that is literally just no doors, no nothing. It's an open world. You get to go around and do everything. This was before Outbreak. They made this They made this map, and they said this was the map we originally wanted to make, just a plain open map where you can do whatever you want and just fight zombies. And yeah. that's pretty much what MW3 is. This is them getting the chance to fully do that. Outbreak was also the, the first start for that, and I think if Cold War got its Warzone map released, it would have been pretty much what it is like. The entire map, you wouldn't have to transport to different zones. I'm pretty sure yeah. it would be more like that. Right. This is their chance to do that and actually make what they would, would like they think would be really good, considering all of the amount of different times they've done zombies. They know what works, they know what doesn't. And this this is pretty well done for something that's like a brand new experiment for Treyarch. They have an entire Warzone map to work with. They don't have to block off certain sections, they can use how many of they want. They add in their own perks, they add in their own pack-a-punch, everything. And they're like, we get to experiment with this so we know in the future if we have to throw something together, we can just copy this formula and imp and improve on it. So oh, yeah. This, I think this is a really good thing. And I think, yeah, like I said, Call of Duty thinks they know people want round base, but they think they want it. They know they want it in a good quality and not just thrown together because we have it. Right. No, and, and the thing is, uh, the fact that they got this formula perfected, I wouldn't mind seeing this formula in another iteration maybe in the next black ops game but maybe that time it doesn't have to be on disc it'll be a free-to-play experience through warzone like dmz using this formula and then the on disc experience that you pay for day one is round based i'm so down for that and i would absolutely love to see you know how they further this formula in the future the funny thing is the people out there warmed up to the objectives in outbreak people out there generally liked outbreak i would say it had a very high player count it was very successful for treyarch but when vanguard came out and it was a round based outbreak hybrid people automatically were like nope garbage i hate objectives this is not zombies this is not real and fair enough the mode wasn't polished and the mode itself could have been a lot better but when they actually have time to cook with objective based gameplay like we see here it works out very well. I, I think it was done brilliantly. And it, and it, again, perfects things that already worked in Outbreak and DMZ. It wasn't trying to even remotely be round-based for a second, which Vanguard was trying to be. Then Vanguard brought in round-based. You know, Number Reborn was a pretty good map, had an excellent Easter egg. And it was cool to see round-based in the Modern Warfare engine, which, like you were saying earlier, Treyarch needs more time to cook. Treyarch, you know, could have you know some extra time to experiment while working on their next big thing. The work they did in Vanguard and the work they've done in this game will only make... Black Ops 2024 Zombies that much better. So that's the brilliant thing about it is that they've worked on Zombies, the Modern Warfare engine, for so long now that it's only up from here, if anything. You know, they've done their, their due diligence. They've done their work with this new engine that wasn't the same one Cold War used or Black Ops 4, 3, before that as well. So this helped a lot. This really helped them, you know, get a, a, a footing down for, 
the, the next iteration of zombies. And I'm happy this does exist. I mean, it's either you have this or you have no zombies. What, what's, what, what's a better alternative here, right? Do people just want no zombies? Is that you want to wait another year and have what spec ops again? There's no way. There's, there's no way. People are like, oh, raids were good, spec ops, whatever. People didn't play it. That's probably why raids aren't in Modern Warfare 3. People didn't play the raids that much in Modern Warfare 2. I love them. And people definitely would not want to see spec ops again. I can guarantee you that. But before I forget, I know I'm going to forget this. What are your thoughts on the implementation of the AI soldiers in zombies? Are they less frustrating than the DMZ AI? Do you think it's a good addition alongside the zombie enemies that we have? How do you feel about the reception of the AI in Urzikstan as of right now? I'm not going to lie to you. I said I was playing literally just like an hour or two ago. Those AI can beam you so bad, it's not even funny. And the difference between these and the DMZ ones is there is a bigger variety in these just based on the map. So, like, you'll run into, like, a military camp or, like, a mercenary camp. You'll have the regular soldiers. You'll have yeah. the grunts. You'll have um, armored ones. You'll have snipers. And you'll have tankier ones. And those are all just regularly in camps. But in DMZ, you really didn't run into the armored ones unless you go to, like, a stronghold or you go into, like um uh, koshai or whatever so they can they can laser you pretty hard and if you're not really looting correctly and you don't have a high enough like armor plates yeah you, you yeah. can get lasered i would right now they're not unbearable but they are a little annoying i'm not saying they should get rid of them and i'm not saying that they're they're a big takeaway from the the entire mode they're a great addition because it adds more of a realism to the mode because the zombies also will go after them sometimes they'll they'll, they'll go after them more than you um, it's a really, I, I like how it makes you feel in that game mode, because the thing about zombies now, since it's been in the Dark Ether, and we're doing the Dark Ether storyline, is it doesn't feel super excluded from everything else in the Call of Duty universe. Right. Because I know Black Ops, the original Ether storyline, had connections to campaign, like heavy connections to campaign. But now that all the universes are connected, this is their way to connect them all. And basically, they, they have a presence in the real world of the games. But they're only really brought up in their real presence in zombies, which it's. It, I'm not. I'm not talking about the story of that. That's a different thing. But I really like how they've implemented um, the new version of zombies into the new universe. Yes, it is. It is a part of it. And now that we have actual human people around that are also shooting at you, and also you have other operators that are helping. Oh my goodness, and are helping you. It adds. I mean, realism in this game is not that big of a deal. It's an arcade shooter. I don't care about realism. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I lost my train of <laughs> yeah. thought, but you know what I'm saying. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, before I follow up with uh, with AI, super chat from Mr. Zone DG2. Hot take I'm glad no round base. We need filler to avoid round base burnout. A lot of people back then probably wish we were open world zombies. Now we got it and not satisfied. I mean, yeah, round base burnout, it's a real thing. Black Ops 4 obviously released, fairly broken. Fairly controversial, but I think if there wasn't burnout because of the implement because of the implemented round base in uh, Advanced Warfare, World War II, I think people would have maybe responded to Black Ops Four better. So round base burnout is a real thing. Uh, and him saying a lot of people back then wish for open world zombies. People were asking for it way back when. We got a pinch of it in Nightmares, right? The Bo3 campaign variant. We got a huge version of that in Outbreak. But this takes it even further. So this definitely answers the feedback Trek was getting years ago about people wanting an open world zombies. All super chat from Death Monk. Something I noticed on Laswell's, lap, uh, Laswell's document, she was redacting on her PC at the end of campaign. It was dated November 21st, 2023. Something happening soon. Yeah, really curious uh, if that will be followed up on the post-launch story with season one's cutscene or something. I'm very excited to see where they go narratively. Lots of exciting things. But to your point, again, about AI inside of zombies, the thing is, right? 
It makes the environment feel more alive. There is an actual threat aside from the zombies, aside from the bosses. There is mercenaries, right? And yes, they could be pretty aggressive and will take you down if you're not paying attention. That gets annoying. I still don't think they're as frustrating as a DMZ AI, though. Especially you look at Building 21 AI or whatever. It's still a little bit more forgiving. Work needs to be done on the AI front. I think they are a little pushy at times. Um, and maybe they, they spawn a little bit too frequently in some of the areas, right? Like you'll, you'll walk across a group of three, four of them all, to, all of a sudden it turns into 15 of them. And then there's sentry guns. Then there's armored AI, right? That might be a bit much. So maybe I would tone that down a pinch, but overall, it's still a lot more of a balanced AI system than what we saw in DMZ, but it's a funny segue to this topic, right? There's people legitimately, and I get it if you were a DMZ player or you're a Tarkov player, you like extraction shooters, a lot of people arguing that this mode needed PvP. And what I don't understand about that is that that is going along with criticism of, of, of zombies that I've seen, which is, oh, you need more zombies, not enough spawn, it's empty, it's hollow. That was fair criticism for Outbreak, but it looks like this mode doesn't have a cap on how many zombies can spawn in at once. So I'm like, you don't really need more zombies, especially if you're playing solo. It can be really... It could be really tough. I don't see a need for more zombie spawns, but I also don't see a need for PvP either. If there was a certain section on the map where there was PvP, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But is it necessary? No. I mean, I because if anything, it's like, all right, you can exfil with weapons, but if they're upgraded, the upgrades don't return in your next game, just the weapon itself. No packet punch, no ammo mods, no weapon rarity. So if there is a PvP element of this mode, what would really be the point? You kind of get what I mean? Like, w- what would be the purpose of killing another player, taking their loot? Because what w- would it be a case of like, oh, you could take their perk cans, but those don't transfer to your next game either. So what do you think about the idea of PVP for Modern Warfare 3 Zombies, if it was a thing at all in the future? I, so the thing about PVP, let's look at it from the way Zombies is now and how you could play it. There are tons, and I mean every single game where somebody requests help. You get swarmed and you can die pretty easily if you're not careful and if your players aren't... Like, if you're all in a Tier 2 zone and you're all getting slammed, you all can die pretty easily. That's a way for other teams to come by and revive you. You don't have to join their squad for this. You literally just walk up, revive them, and they all get another chance to keep going. And you can keep doing this and doing this if they keep going down. The thing about it is, too, like you said about X-Filling, why would you want to kill another player in Zombies anyways? What are you trying to get from them? You want to steal their ray gun? Okay, cool. You can use it that that game. But like once you exfil the ray guns, oh gone. Doesn't matter. And I mean like if you're if you're if you want it to kill a boss, wouldn't it just be better to get more people to kill the boss with you? Because it, it will still count progress wise if they kill it with you. I think it like I think they looked at it like, could we introduce PvP to this? No, what's the point? And you could do the thing and be like, well, what if we join the side of um, Terminus and what if we help them and their like mercenary stuff? There are games that do that. Need for Speed Rivals is one of them where you can play as the cops or you can play as the racers. The cops don't have, have, have as much fun as the racers. So, yeah, you could be like, okay, I can go around the map. Every, every enemy AI that has a gun doesn't shoot at me. I can go into these camps, no problem. But then you lose content. You lose the fortresses, you lose the camps, you lose the strongholds, and, and there's really no other thing. You can say, oh, well, I'm on my, on my own faction. Okay, well, then how much more do you want them to add? Do you want them to add an entirely new storyline that's not Operation Deadbolt? Like, it's a lot from the work of them. Like, why would you, I, I just want to know, if it does get added, could it work? I just don't think it could. 
And on my own honesty, I really don't think PvP, even if it gets added, is going to do anything different to the mode other than just make it a little more annoying. Yeah. It's I'd... not even that annoying as a start off. I mean, yeah, when you get in higher tier zones, sure, but that's that's the point of being in higher tier zones. But like PvP, in my opinion, does not work in zombies this way unless you're playing as the zombies. Well, which that could be its mm, own game mode for zombies. They can sure. make its own game mode. And we can't, we, we saw it, it was called Pandemic. I mean, I know it's ironic, mm-hmm. right? The mode was called Pandemic in Blackout. Right in Black Ops 4 Blackout, you got to play as a zombie. It, it was like big infected on the Blackout map. That was cool. I mean, I would love to see that again in in uh, a, you know in a Warzone map, sure. But DMZ's PvP had its purpose. It, it was a a pretty grounded tactical experience. But I don't think people generally want to go up against AI. You know, in terms of like you know like like a Spec Ops rival mode. I think. That ship is sailed. People want something more ambitious. Zombies scratches that itch. So if DMZ didn't have PvP, I don't think it would have been nearly as replayable. It's like, oh, you go and do faction missions. You could do a weapon case or a boss fight. But PvP added stakes. There's already enough stakes in Mod Over 3 Zombies with how difficult the zombies can be, the bosses, some of the objectives, Easter eggs that get added in later. There's already enough stakes to where you don't need that PvP element on top of that. But not opposed to a grief mode in the future that plays out on this map or pandemic like it did in Blackout. I'm not opposed to having PvP in the future, but I think for this version of MW3 Zombies, this mode right now, Operation Deadbolt, I think it's good where it's at. You know, you want to keep adding to it, sure, but PvP, I think, belongs in a different experience entirely that isn't the mode that released yesterday. That That's at least what I think, but... You know, I was mentioning exfilling. Do you think it's balanced that when you exfil, you don't get to bring in perks or weapon upgrades in your next match, even points? I know you mentioned points already with the wallet system, but in terms of yeah. perks and, and weapon upgrades, do you think it's balanced and fair that you don't get to bring that yeah. stuff in next game? I don't think so. I think they should at least let you keep five of them because there's nine or let you keep four, like how it used to be. Like there's four perks you get to keep. And before you load in, you get to choose which of those are, and then like yeah. the rest can go back into your backpack or like your your stash, because y- you don't earn a lot of points in the first place, and you don't get to keep. I mean, it's not gonna break the game if you can't keep them, because you know you lose your pack a bunch. I get that. You lose your rarity. I totally get those. Those are perfectly fine. Um, but the thing about also losing your rarity, I don't like the fact that it's hard to get another rarity tool to get that to get the gun that you like. Yeah, yeah. Like up to where it is, you end up replacing most of your guns when you restart anyway. So you just kind of just go in with a new gun, get a new gun, and you you leave with brand new guns. You don't even get like your my contraband sash is one gun right now because I don't keep them. I just get rid of them and I keep the same two until I die and then I go back in, which is a weird thing. Um, perks, I feel like you could keep some of them. Like I said, I feel like they should let you go in with, like, one or two, or, like, three or four, or whatever. Um, but, or you could do, like, the idea I said, which is you can have perk slots that you get to keep, that you, that you unlock. Or you can upgrade, you can upgrade that later. Yeah, but that that sounds like a a healthy DMZ quality of life change, in a sense, right? Future season adds that in, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I know you want to balance it, but this is a PvE mode. You don't need to balance it like like you do PvP. Right, I you completely need to agree. Make sure, agree. You need to make sure you have stuff that you can immediately run into a Tier 3 and at least hold your own, but not, like, survive. Like, Tier 2, you can immediately go in if you want to, and you could fight and just be fine. But now you have to, like, literally take, like, 10 minutes of the game or so to make sure you can go into those zones and then you can fight in. If they just speed up that process where you can go in and do newer missions and make the missions a little bit harder for people and they're like, here's better rewards yeah. if you do this mission. Keeping, like, 
adding in things that make you stronger right off the bat is really good in a PVE mode because it's PVE. You're fighting, you're fighting bots. I mean, no, it exactly. shouldn't really need exactly. to be like hard. Yeah, you're not, and that's the thing. You know, I know there's rumors and leaks that came out recently about you know pay to win mechanics or mm -hmm. pay to win bundles like we had in DMZ. I still wouldn't ever call them pay to win, but the benefit bundles apparently coming back to zombies. You know, you could find schematics around the environment or acquisitions, allowing you to then be able to craft a perk right when you spawn in your next game or an ammo mod or a weapon rarity tool. That's balanced where you can only do that every so often, right? You can have even the permanent unlock for those things. You can only use it like once every couple hours. That's cool, but I also agree with what Taco said about balancing not being necessarily needed for a PvE mode. Have it balanced to where you're not too OP. You can't spawn in with Perkaholic. You can't spawn in with a bunch of Wonder Weapons. You can only do that, you know, to an extent or every so often. But I wouldn't mind if they changed it to where either you get to keep your weapon rarity or keep your Pack-a-Punch when you exit. At least one or the other. Maybe you'll go with weapon rarity because it's harder to upgrade your weapon rarity in a game. Maybe at least be able to keep the rarity when you exfil and not the pack a punch or or vice versa. Being able to keep one of those things, I think, would make sense. Perks, no. I, could, I could see them keeping it the way it is now unless there's an upgrade system in the future where you can earn a permanent perk slot that you can exfil with and, and whatever every game. Maybe that, but yeah, what were you going to say? Now to add on to those, now for like keeping a wonder weapon... They could, if you want to have one of those features, if you're really dying to have one of those features, a way you could do it is if you complete one of the big bosses, like the Ether Worm or like maybe another boss, they give you an option to bring in a Wonder Weapon into the next game. And then it goes away, which would be a good thing. And you could strategically place it, like you could put it in your backpack. But as soon as you take it into the field, you cannot exfil with it again. That could be a fun little thing they could do, is like yeah. a little reward. Like, hey, you get to have this and this. Now you get to exfil with this, but it only works for that next game. It's a good it's a good thing. I don't think you should be able to exfil Wonder Weapons. I think that kind of defeats the purpose. I think you should have to go in and try and get the Wonder Weapons themselves. It's a good way to, like, you know, if you, like I said, you want to immediately run into a higher tier zone, then maybe, like, you have good Pack-a-Punch stuff and you have all this. But, like, running, like, just running into it like wanting a wonder weapon to help you out that's a good way to be like okay before we go in we have the perks we have the pack punch let's go find a wonder weapon it'll make our job a little bit easier that would be a good balance there yeah and yeah. adding on to those benefit bundles say one of the benefit bundles is spawning in with juggernaug if you use this operator that's a good idea and i don't think it would still break anything especially if you do the idea i said where you can like make it to where you can have these perks in craft these things, craft those, have them work on top of those benefits. So now if you want to play strategically, we're like, okay, well, if I have this operator selected, I can go in with them and I don't have to spend my time having to get a juggernaug like requisition beforehand. I can just do, I can use that slot on another one. And now I have an extra perk I can bring in. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. a fun thing. That would, that would, that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So but it, it I like strategic. the, I like the cooldown timer, especially if they're going to have benefit bundles, like, Oh, the, the acquisitions or schematics that come with this bundle of use a certain operator, whatever. Well, it'd be more of an acquisition, not a schematic. Schematics are permanent. But yeah, if a bundle has an acquisition where it's like, oh, play as as uh, this guy over here and you'll get a stamina up acquisition. But there's a refresh. You can only use it every three hours. Like that's that's balanced. But I don't think there'll ever be a bundle where it's like, oh, yeah, spawn in with this operator. You get a perkaholic and a maxed out weapon right off the rip. Yeah. Like I could see maybe an ether tool where it's like, oh, yeah. you play as this operator. You get one ether tool, which brings you up one rarity. But with how difficult it is to upgrade your weapons in game, I could see them at least adding some ability where it's like, oh yeah, you can keep your weapon rarity at least, even if it's not the full pack a punch level, or vice versa, keep the pack a punch level, but not the 
weapon rarity, something like that. But I think a good idea. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. No, Hell's no, had a no. good idea. He said deteriorating weapon rarity might work. And he said if you extract with a PAP 2 weapon, next game it'll be 1. That's not a bad idea either. So say, for example, um, you have like a purple PAP like 2 weapon. You extract, you come in, it's blue and PAP 1. That would be a good balance too. I, you, I, you I agree. You still have to work. You still have to work for a new ether tool to make it purple again and to get it PAP 2, but you don't have to waste the time having to go do it now. Right, and if you die, and if you exfil with it, then of course you'll lose the pap, and now you'll be on gray. Right, no, I agree. Or gray. And thank you, Hells, for that PNG. I was actually uh, working on getting that right now, <laughs> so that people don't think that uh, this is majority. Because <laughs> I think there has been some confusion in chat already with uh, with who Mister Taco is, which is reasonable. We didn't have time to prep this today. This was completely last minute since Fajari's internet ended up dying. Uh, literally. Uh, literally 10 minutes before the pod was scheduled to start, but it's okay. It happens. Um, yeah, no, uh, I'm Canadian now. I am Fajardi. I am the co-owner of Detonator. Yeah. That's actually a really a good idea. I think every time you have a secret guest, like a, a secret co-star, you should have that X and just change the font because it looks it looks really funny. It looks like you got more. I love it. Yeah, literally. No, and it, it perfectly <laughs> emphasizes the last minute uh, uh, add-on today with, with OBS. So for audio yeah, listeners, thank in you. case you don't know what's happening, we have a guy named Hells in our chat that we have open. And he made a PNG of like the little format we have, and over Fajardi's name, there's a red X, and then right next to it is my name, Taco. <laughs> yeah. So for exactly. audio listeners, that's what you're missing out on. That's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's it's hilarious. Really cool. Well, I appreciate that, Alz. He's always coming in clutch with those PNGs. But yeah, people asking in chat about Wonder Weapons. I will say I've gotten to use everything but the Scorcher. There's the Ray Gun, the Wonder Waff, and the brand new Scorcher. Got the Ray Gun and Waff out of the box. Luckily, I think the chances of getting one weapon out the box later in your match is how it works but there is a way to get the i guess acquisition drops for the one weapon if you happen to find it randomly in like a fortress or a stronghold or by killing a big boss and then you can spawn in with it during the next game but you just can't exfil with the wonder weapon which i completely understand i think that's that that is balanced as well so you're not spawning in with the scorcher off the rip um so far everything has felt great I'm excited to jump back into zombies tonight, get some more missions done so I can get to that, that worm boss fight. I got more videos that are zombies focused that'll be coming out over the next few days. And then I'll, I'll circle back into multiplayer, but yeah, no, it was great last night to finally get some sleep though, because the zombie grind yesterday was wild. I was barely able to stay awake towards the end of that stream, but I was pushing forward to make sure we got that side Easter egg solved, which we might've actually been the first group in the world to get that oh, done. Man. We might have actually been, um, again, not trying to claim that or ask for a plaque or ask for a big Reddit post. I don't care. We just had the best time ever hunting that. I love hunting zombies. Um, Taco, real quickly, if you, if, if you can give a quick rundown. If not, I'll, I'll try to do it. Off the top of your head, off the dome, how does that side quest work? What do you have to do to unlock that so, secret room? Let's see, let's see if you can get this right you on your asked. first try. <laughs> glad you asked. So there's a place, I think it's called Sahir Manor. It's an H7 sector on the map in uh, MW Zombies. You go there underneath in the little basement area, there's a vault. And right next to the vault is a chessboard. And the chessboard actually matches your attack map. So what you have to do is you have to look at your attack map as an 8x8 instead of the 9x9 that it is. Get rid of your A sector, your J sector, O, and 9. And everything you can play in is now the chessboard. On the chessboard are chess pieces. And they each tell you where specific phones are on the map. And you have to go to those sectors, find the person who has the phone, or just find the phone on its own. And you have to you have to collect it, and it will uh, unlock a certain lock in the vault right next to you. So you have to go to I one, 
and it's a little phone there. You have to go to D1, and it's in the tunnel, and there's a guy there you have to kill for his phone, and then there's a uh, car that comes around the railroad tracks, and you have to kill him for his phone, and then there's a sniper hidden in the building, you kill him for his phone. Once you've gotten them all, just go right back to the manor, go right back to that door, and it'll tell you you can unlock it, and then you can loot whatever, and then there's a mimic in there you have to kill, and that's it. It's just a really good regain opportunity. It's super easy, literally so easy to do. Oh, yeah. I, th I think I, that explained it pretty well. That, that was a very good explanation. I know we're working on an article right now to also get that on detonated.com. But that was something that I think the community had pieced together a little bit. And then people were mentioning in chat. And by the way, thank you guys immensely for the stream support yesterday. It was absolutely incredible to have that many people in chat. And we were all collaborating and figuring things out together. I, that's what I love about zombies is that collaboration. Um, people were like, oh, there's a secret room underneath the manor at was it, H7. And then there's that chessboard. It's not there for no reason. Treyarch, of course, always puts attention to detail, right? They had that there for a reason. We figured out that, yeah, it matched Urzikstan's tack map. And we're like, all right, let's go to these locations. Now, what we noticed is that every time we killed one of those bosses and grabbed a cell phone that they dropped at one of those spots, a chess piece fell. And then there's lights above the door, which I didn't really mention in my video because it's kind of irrelevant, but there are lights above the door in the secret room that also turn on as you kill each boss. If all four lights are on, you can open the room. So that was really fun. And that, that, that again, is a good follow-up to what we were talking about with AI. It's a great way to implement the AI on the map. They're there for a quest purpose, right? Not just there to annoy you. They're there for a reason. There's four DMZ-like bosses you know, in Urzikstan. You kill them, you get their cell phones, and boom. I guess a flaw, though, with the quest is that everybody in the lobby can interact with these phones or kill the bosses and grab those phones. So you might be going after them, not knowing other teams already did. And they may go to the secret room before you to steal the loot, which is the reason why fast travels are a thing on this map. So how would you describe the fast travel system? That we also discovered live while streaming as well. What are your thoughts Dude, on those? It's so useful. I wish there was more like that around the map to take you to specific areas and like, yeah, oh, actually, what would be a good one, too, is the train system from Caldera would be yeah. an option. Yeah. That would be great to have because it takes a while to get across the map, and vehicles are spread out. Definitely. So Definitely. If you, these portals, what these portals do is you have to implement like certain codes, and then you have to buy the portal for a thousand essence, and then you can walk in, and it teleports you directly to the underneath the manor so you can quickly run to your vault. And I think they thought about that in case be like, well, if other players can do this too, just in case they steal it, we should probably do this. And it works really well because it immediately takes you there. Yeah. I think having more fast travel system like that would be a really good benefit. Either one, you have a portal that you can buy. It tells you where it takes you. You can open it. Boom, you're there. Because, you know, we have those portals that launch you in the air and you can do it. But they, we have, need like, more certain, of those, though. I think we need a yeah, few more of those that launch to the air just, just to get around faster mm -hmm. as well. I like those. But if you if you want to spend like a thousand or fifteen hundred to get to like say you're at the top of the map and like uh, the the military base, but you want to make it down to the city, here's a portal you can buy that takes you to the city, or they can have a hub that they can put underneath, which this would work for Warzone really well too. You just keep taking that hub, going through the trains, and go through. I don't know why that wasn't even a thing, because on Caldera that is a great change. I think that was a great change for Caldera where you can easily definitely get set in a map like that. Definitely, I think they should rebring that in. That would make fast travel across this map a lot better and doing missions a lot faster. And then that would make people like less concerned about that 60 minute timer. Because, like I said, that timer is not that big of a deal. You can get a lot done.
but if you really want to maximize your playtime, like say there's a lot more that gets added and you just don't have enough time to do everything, yeah, add that fast travel system, then you can get things done quicker. No, for sure. I I I couldn't agree more. And that, that's the thing is we've discovered there's symbols that appear in some areas of the map. You memorize those symbols or take a picture of them, and you happen to find a fast travel elsewhere. You input those symbols in, it'll take you to that exact location every time. So there happen to be symbols in the mansion. You go ahead and find a fast travel somewhere, which are located in a few different spots. Enter those symbols. It'll bring you right to the mansion. So if you happen to kill these bosses, activate the cell phones, you want to get back to the mansion quickly to see if you can open that room before someone else does, use that fast travel to get there even faster. That's absolutely phenomenal that you can do that. And then in the secret room, the mimic boss fight, right? It, it, it's a very small boss fight. He's not too buffed or anything. I think he's a little bit stronger than a typical mimic you'll see on the map. But the red mimic has a name. It's the king to go along with the old chessboard theme of this Easter egg, right? Because you have what? What is it again? The the rook, the pawn, the oh my the god, the rook, the pawn, the bishop, and the, the knight, and then correct. you have the king. Yes, and the queen, the the white queen piece represents where you are in the mansion. The other pieces well, you mentioned the, are well, the, the white. Yeah, the white piece represents the mansion, but it also it's actually a king because you kill the king at the mansion. Got it. Got it. okay. That, that that makes sense. That makes sense too. That's a better way to put it. I I don't know much about chess chat, but for those that do, <laughs> uh, I'm talking with a little bit more than me about it. That's great for clarity to just know to understand what we're doing. Because whenever I like making an Easter egg guide, I know Fajardi put out a tweet on Twitter about this quest as well. It's good to explain what you're doing and why you're doing it. So there's some logic behind it. I think my least favorite quest, no matter what game it's from, uh, are the ones that are illogical ones that you're like, huh? What but I love the, the, the quest, especially the ones Treyarch always designs that have logic to them and you understand what you're doing, right? Those are always brilliant. Um, and for some reason, this just reminded me of that chessboard Easter egg in Vondel, right? Part of the haunting. It reminded me, right? Because, uh, chess pieces or a chess board was used for that quest but it also reminded me of the fact that the haunting might have been the best example as to why pvp during zombie boss fights or zombie events isn't it <laughs> it's just not worth it you know what i mean and, and give us a quick recap of your experience in the haunting seeing you know pvp ruining uh your progression on a boss fight or something or a secret challenge like isn't that not what people want it's hilarious to look, look back at that uh, yeah no people okay yeah that was a point i was going to bring earlier but i was like i'll save it um, PvP and zombies. And here's another reason why it wouldn't work. Imagine you're over here doing your Easter egg. You do a lot of good things. You haven't run into a squad once. You get to the second to last step, and your game gets ended by another squad. You just right, wasted right. all of your like your your good weapons, your pack a bunch, your perks that you saved. You just died. To a whole team that literally wasn't doing anything other than just spitting the box, killing zombies, and they just found you're like, we're gonna ruin your day. The haunting. Yeah. Luckily, we got a lot of them done the first day when it came out. But if you ever tried doing that Pharaoh, dude, you got there was so many squads. It's crazy, there, dude. They, they immediately waited until the Pharaoh was done, and then they they wouldn't even help you. You would go into game chat and be like, yeah, can we help each other? Like, yeah, you got to join our squad. I'm like, why do we got to join your squad? Just help us out. We don't want to kill you. Why do you have to kill us? Just let us finish this first. Yeah. There's no, there is no, like, what's the word? Um, like Compromising with anybody. No, there's when you're not. Playing that. They want to do their thing. And if they don't want to do it, they'll just try and kill you, which is dumb. Because I, every time I'm in DMZ and we're doing just something like, like an event, like a, we're doing the haunting or we're just trying to get like a chemical done. 
I don't want to kill anybody. And if somebody wants to come by and help get it, I mean, I don't, I, I want to help them. But like, if they <laughs> want to come in and just be like, no, we're not going to help you or no, you got to join our squad. There is no, I should have to join your squad. I'm in a squad. Help well, my well, squad well, out. Now, we now you can't you. even do that. Now you can't even do that because assimilation exactly. is, is nerfed to, you know, so just one other person to make a four man. If you spawn in with three, zombies doesn't let you spawn in. And I hope they maybe adjust this in the future. You can only spawn in with mm -hmm. a three man squad right now, assimilate up to six to get that platoon DMZ removed it to where it's like, you can't have more than one other person. What is the incentive to assimilating with just one other person? If they came with another team, why would, would you only bring in one of those people and leave the other two behind? It's just, it's just, it doesn't make sense. But the funny thing you bring up, right. Is getting interrupted when doing a quest. It's funny you bring that up because yeah. can you imagine, and this would, this would be a thing by the way, if a team just waited by the secret room in the mansion, waited for those bosses to be killed, and then as another team teleports in there, not only was the loot already taken from that room, they then kill you on top of that, completely and ruining your right. And on the teleport. So, right, right. So think of that. <laughs> the worst that can happen right now is that you guys kill those bosses, grab those cell phones, the secret room opens, and then you get to the mansion and somebody already looted it because they were camping it. That's the worst that could happen in this game right now. What could be even just more frustrating is another team waiting for you there or leaving traps for you there and killing you after you did all that work, right? That that that's that's a perfect example of PvP not working right now inside of the current iteration of zombies. At least yeah, in my people opinion. people did that a lot in DMZ. They would wait by stuff that they knew was gonna get done and they they'll get the challenge complete just because they don't do it. But once everything's able to be unlocked, they open it, boom, and they leave. And all your shit's stolen, or they wait for you to come by, too, because they know you're going to come for it anyways. And like, we'll get our kill count up, and we'll just get, get more loot that we don't have. Like, it's the most scummy way to play the game, and I get it. You could say it's a smart way to play. I mean, somebody's doing the work for you, and then you're killing them because they don't expect you to be there. Like, that's yeah. just, that's just yeah. dumb. Don't do it that. It is. Which is... Which imagine like I think they thought that through in zombies like well if we add main quest people can do this so let's just get right, rid of that right. entirely main quests like aren't easy to do sometimes no I agree I agree they're they're not easy to do sometimes and and you know to add another layer to that which is other human beings that's not gonna that's not gonna end well um I will say people are probably a lot friendlier in this because you can't take their loot people are friendlier you know in zombies here you I love the fact you could see all the team all the teammates or all the the, the, the players in the lobby on your attack map at once so you know it, it's really cool you, can you revive other people though I don't think is that a thing can you revive I, I, other people yes you can even if they plead for help if they plead if you plead if they plead they could okay that's cool and they don't that, they don't that, have to join your squad and it, they it, don't it actually, okay fun fact Pleading for help and healing somebody that way is much faster than healing one of your teammates from the dead. That see that, that, that those are just little features that I think are excellent, man. And on top mm -hmm. of that, you happen to randomly find the ether bike yesterday. Still don't yeah. know. It, you know what? What what it, what, it's, what it probably is is maybe one set spawn for it in a single match. And then maybe, let's say there's six or seven set spawns, it'll randomly be one of those in a match and there's only one bike that'll spawn in hopefully there's more hopefully there's a way to actually get it but you said you found that at, what was it a gas station or where was yeah, it some, you, it was just parked outside some either it was a gas station or it was just some random small garage building but i just found it sitting there because uh, i saw it on my mini map i was like what the hell is that and i was like wait is this the ether bike yeah i wanted to go check it out and there it was and i was like oh what that's actually sick dude and that ether possibility oh man that that's just yeah gold. it's random that's that gold. it's there but i feel like they're gonna make a quest where you can get it off the bat like doing some special oh, like side quest yeah but yeah. it's just random it's just random that you find it which is cool um don't get me wrong it's a really great. cool bike but man there's not a lot of them because i've only found that one the one and then it, and the thing is like it doesn't it looks like it doesn't take damage when you hit zombies with it but 
it got to the point where I got hit so much or shot by AI that the vehicle became disabled and there was no way to fix it. Um, <laughs> and I also have an issue with my game right now, which I don't know if it's just me or if other people have this. My camera is broken when using vehicles, yeah. specifically in Modern Warfare 3. I can't turn my camera when driving, so I'm kind of stuck switching seats trying to like reposition myself to drive. So I couldn't enjoy it to the fullest, but I got to see it for a couple seconds, and it was awesome. I'll hopefully figure that out really soon. But on top of that, there's also that convoy mission as a part of Act 1. Mm -hmm. People were asking a lot about that. And I did mention it in my video, breaking down the new Easter egg last night. But the convoy is interesting because it looks like it's, an, it's a random RNG event. If you happen to see three armored trucks rolling by Urzikstan, that you'll know that's the convoy, right? If you go up to them, kill the AI, grab the stronghold that drops, an audio cue will play. And I believe that right there finishes the mission for you. But what's weird is that we saw another convoy in that match kill those AI, then it tracked for me. It was weird. But then other issues happened where the mission wasn't tracking, even after doing both those things, right? Killing the AI and grabbing the, the key card. A successful exville with the key card ended up fixing it for those that uh, weren't seeing the mission track properly. The game is brand new. There's bound to be bugs. It's all right. It's not the biggest deal in the world, but that was something people were wondering about when it comes to yeah, that convoy. That convoy? That yeah. convoy needs to be marked a little better. Yeah, because, like. because, yeah, because think about how confusing it is. You could have real people driving the armored trucks you could have uh well yeah you could have ai driving those trucks randomly around the map the enemies then you could have real players driving those armored trucks then you have the night boss as a part of that easter egg we just talked about he could be driving an armored truck then you have a convoy with a set of three armored trucks driving around so i think to have different marks for different people that drive those trucks i think would, would make the most sense in my opinion just so you know who's who and you get that mission done faster such a small thing that i think would would, would benefit uh the mode greatly in terms of that that mission progress so looking forward to burning through the rest of the missions this weekend i want to definitely get to that boss fight um as as soon as possible there's also a friendly dog i know there's been a few videos made on it if you guys see flash drop from zombies stow it I don't think you could take it to your next match unless they come out with a secure backpack one day, but stole that, that, that zombie flesh. If you come across a zombie doghouse <laughs> towards the outskirts and the low threat zones, you can feed the flesh to the doghouse. Spawns in a friendly dog, which is really helpful, I guess, for solo players or just for anybody that wants a cute dog next to them. Don't know if you can pet that one. I'm sure you can because you can pet a, you can pet a, a hellhound as an achievement. So I'm sure I'll let you do that, um, if anything. But yeah, that, that's kind of our, our first run through uh, of zombies here live after launch. I don't know if Ajardi will give his thoughts next week uh, when he is back, of course, but so far I I'm really happy with where this mode's at. There's so much still left to explore so much more than Outbreaker DMZ ever offered. And I think Treyarch knocked it out the park with this. It feels polished as is, even though there's things they can improve about it still feels polished. And there's so much room for a lot of content over the course of six seasons, but anything else you want to say about zombies real quickly, Mr. Taco. Um, I like I said, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna beat it down. Um, hold on. Uh, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, I like it. It's pretty good. I, like I said, there's a couple of things I wish they would add to make it work like the best they can, and like quality of life things that they could just simply put in there to make it more replayable and more of a reason for you to exfil, go back in, get new stuff. But I like it. I think it's fine. Um, and I think getting those camos for it aren't going to be that hard, especially if the tier 1 zombies are going to be as easy as they are, which is good, because the thing about Cold War zombies is those camos dragged. You had to get thousands of kills, and now you don't, um, which is a great thing. But I, I, I like it. That's the thing I was supposed to say. I like it. Yeah, no, it's, not, I... it's, not, it's not the great, like, the, the all-time greatest zombies mode. I'm not going to say that. I like it, though. It's not bad. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, like I said earlier, for those that 
had experience on Outbreak or DMZ or just want something different, you're going to go into this really digging it. If you guys out there didn't like Outbreak or DMZ, just want round base, you may not vibe with this, but there's still going to be something for you when playing it. And that's the cool thing, right? I think overall, the mode got received a lot better than I thought it was going to be. And I'm happy about that because I cannot wait to cover more of this over the course of this weekend and you know the rest of this year as we lead into the next Black Ops game. So many exciting things to, to talk about. But you know, I want to I want to mention again, I'm very humbled and honored that Treyarch went ahead, or excuse me, Call of Duty went ahead and retweeted a detonated post today, you know, giving some nice words to to Mono for three zombies. It's awesome to see that detonated didn't exist a few months ago. And we want it to be recognized as its own outlet. It's not DKnews.com. It's not, you know, DK Dynamite 2 or anything. It, it, it's its own outlet that expands on coverage that you're already seeing from me on the channel. But going even above and beyond that, right? Lots of coverage every hour on the Twitter, lots of great articles on the site, which Taco brings to life. Lots of great things will be posted in terms of zombies. And I'm really excited to see where everything goes this year with Mono Warfare 3. I think so far there's been really, really good progress made on the ACT missions. Um, and there's probably still other secrets that we haven't even figured out yet. But again, Detonator has coverage of the new chessboard side Easter egg within Zombies. And I'm sure we'll be figuring out more things in the next 24 hours or so. But as we wrap up, let's go into some funny comments with who are these people? All right, so we do have some pretty good comments, and even some that the that the server actually threw into the public Welcome channel. Stream. Yeah, let's pull up this yeah. first one here. Got some really goofy ones today. I'm like, I'm like, okay, obviously it's launched, so you're gonna have some funny ones. But starting off with this one, I like DMZ and how it was structured. But what the hell? These COD creators are so lazy and greedy now. From what they used to be, it's sickening. What is what, like? Do two and do two and two go together? I'm I'm kind of confused. What where DMZ and how it's structured? But what the hell? Yeah. What what does DMZ have to do with COD creators? <laughs> I mean, to... I don't what? understand that. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. They're not really lazy. There's just a whole new way of doing things. If you think it's lazy, I've seen. I've literally been in calls with Dimitri, working his ass off, and I've been in calls with other content creators that do Call of Duty. They talk about how much they have to work their ass off. They're not lazy. If you're looking at the lazy ones, I mean, then cool. I don't. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you who the lazy yeah. ones are, but like, I know, I know. Even though, even the ones that don't really call, cover Call of Duty all the time, they work hard enough. And it, and greedy. Like, it's like it's like it's like when you get called like a shill for saying like you get paid to do this opinion, especially at next. From what I was heard, what I, what I heard from like courage is that none of y'all got paid to be there no one did man it, it's an, it's an yeah. honor to have been there and and you know people that think you have to be paid yeah. to say something good about the game no. i mean that that's it's like the best example i can give um is if you had to get if you had to talk positively about cod to get a cod next invite from Ottawa for two literally nobody played or covered vanguard so i, I no, nobody was pretending to like vanguard to get mw2 cod next tickets and what's ironic is that some of the most negative creators during modern warfare 2 still got MW3 invites. So me saying I like Mono Warfare 2 as a game shouldn't be some like some sign that, oh, I'm just saying that to get tickets. Like, dude, I, it, I, I, I speak facts, man. I speak I speak my truth, but I will always keep it real with you guys. And I'm, I'm going to really make sure that facts are focused on when it comes to a lot of content creation, a lot of detonated coverage. There will be opinions here and there, but got to stick to the facts as much as possible. And I'm always honest, especially on this podcast. That's what the podcast is for, to give criticism, to really, you know, open up about things that we feel. That's, 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 uh, that's the way we do it. Next one, Dookie Dynamite recycling content. This was, I think this was on my video the other day talking about all the Act One missions. I'm like, 
What was recycled? That was new information, by the way. But yeah, I, I got, gotta love that. Stop now, saying you're going comment. Yeah, oh, well, that comment for Dookie Dynamite literally just sounds like those random people that will come in chat and just say something random, even though they haven't heard one thing that's happening and said like yeah. one thing at all. They you, just comment to yeah. something because they just want to be negative. I'm like, dude, dude. why do people? I want to know what goes through y'all's head because I look being negative every so often. I get it, but like randomly just coming in just to spew something negative to a creator, maybe you don't watch or maybe you just don't like. What's even the point? They don't care. Coming in it's, saying that you're just wasting their time, you're wasting your time. Do you find joy in your day? Just say, hey, "I'm gonna make a comment." He, yeah, it's, Dimitri. I promise you, if you make that comment, he really doesn't care what you have to say. The only people that he really cares are the people who actually genuinely take time to watch his content. And if they have something negative to say. They'll say it, but they have proved that they have at least watched his content. Even then, like he just yeah, it's it's something, it's, man. I, it's just like giving him negative comments like that. I don't think you realize the, the creators they don't really care for your blatant negative content. Saying recycling content, you're bad, you're this. Yeah, you, you've done you've done a you've done a lot of moderating in my chats, and you you've seen some very questionable things that, that, that will blow your your actual mind. Then it's like it's it's you know no need to be negative, no need to be weird. If you're gonna be negative and weird, like especially in comments, you see me, I will get rid of people who are just being negative and weird, and then they'll, yeah. they'll question me about why I did it. I'm like, I don't know why you're questioning me. The fact it's that you're crazy, even questioning dude. me proves the point of why I did it. Somebody said, "Stop saying you're going to New Zealand." We all know you're just changing the console. The fact no, people we went, took. We it's just the fact that people took that serious. It, you would think, you know, there's level of common sense or an understanding of sarcasm, but people genuinely took that serious, and I, f I find that really funny. Um, nah, look. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, we all went to New Zealand. We all read at the same time. I told this to Dalek yesterday. We all, it, it was weird. We all got off the plane at the same time. It was, no, we... Of course we didn't go to New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, of course we did it. Somebody said, I really hope DK isn't actually flying to New Zealand just to play zombies a few hours early. These guys are already in panic mode. Returns are already making Google headlines. LMFAO, don't hype the expansion so much. The way you won't look that way, you won't look silly when this has spiraled into oblivion. <sighs> I, like nobody's returns, returning this game. I hit the he's, no, he's referring to that article that came out that said that people were review bombing the wrong Modern Warfare three. That I mean, that, I guarantee you that's what he's returns. talking about. Yeah, I get that. Oh, so, okay, I, look. I bet you that's what he meant. This game is not getting. There are those. Okay, if you're one of these people and you were listening right now. If you're one of these people that purely thinks that this game is a DLC or an expansion pack, and you think that nobody wants to buy it because of that, you are completely wrong. Because I hate to tell you, even if this was a DLC or an expansion pack, I would still spend seventy dollars on it. And this person probably would as well. Content, yeah. The amount of content we are getting from this, let's let's take for example, Destiny Two has expansion packs. That is what they are. It is a completely brand new expansion to the game. They give you new story, new everything, new this, and the new one is like $60, $70. In my opinion, right, MW3 right. is a much better value for your $70 because not only are you getting everything from MW3, you're also getting MW2 and a lot of things are changing, which same yeah. can be said about Destiny 2. You are getting all the Destiny stuff with new stuff, but it's still the same game, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, I, and there is more information about whether or not MW3 was a map pack, which up into that in next week's episode, but Bloomberg has reported some things about Mono for 3 that are really fascinating. We'll save that for next week. But yeah, it, either way, people would have spent the 70 bucks. We have this comment saying, uh, disavowed, which is a reference to a concept piece Fajardi uh, put for my season one, my preseason one thumbnail a couple days ago. He named it Disavowed. Somebody commented, Disavowed, what a fitting name, since I'm not paying $70 and I'm disavowing this awful game that nobody should buy. And then someone said, you are not talking about how bad it will be. Sounds fishy to me. So someone said, because I'm not expressing something I don't feel, 
it's fishy. I mean, that that that's that's just that's gold, man. That's actually gold. No, also like disavowed. Kinda... What a fitting name. I'm disavowing this awful game. Nobody should buy. Okay. Yeah. First of all, you say nobody should buy. You know how many people I have said and explained this game to who who didn't like MW2 who immediately said, "Okay, I'm buying this game." What do you? Who are the nobody? Because there is a good majority. If you're talking about Twitter, like we have to keep repeating this. Twitter slash X is a very small minority. Whatever their Very. opinions are is not majority of the opinions. Um, but majority of people, from what I've seen, like the game. And the whole thing about saying you're not talking yeah. about how bad the game would be, nobody's just going to sit there and be like, yeah, uh, right. it's going to be good, but man, we got to talk about how bad it could be. No, nobody's going to do that. They're going to talk about what they like about it or what they don't like about it, but they're not going to explain everything about every facet. But most of the time, they're going to be like, if they're excited for it, they'll be like, Dude, this is what's coming in the game. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. When it like when you have yeah. the best stuff that comes out and it's blatant, talk about it. What's something but, that people didn't like during uh, Warzone Caldera? Krampus, right? Somebody commented, "If Krampus doesn't make a return, I can't respect Sledgehammer." There's no way that that's a. I've seen that everywhere. That's the, they want them to bring Krampus back. And I'm like, didn't everyone complain about Krampus for yeah, the entire time it was there? There's no way. And then I, on my season one video talking about what we know so far, uh, somebody commented, the amount of YouTubers covering the same effing content is dumbfounding. Do you know how many COD creators there are? That's why I'm, I'm, I'm always humbled and honored that people out there come to me for the coverage and, and you know, subscribe and show support in streams. It means the world. There are so many COD creators that, of course, are going to cover relatively the same info. Maybe not in the same order or the same structure with the same face or the same logo, but it's generally about the same info. New COD comes out. We're all talking about the new multiplayer, the new zombies, the new rumors. It's like I th that that to me is crazy. Like, I guess don't sub to that many COD creators then pick pick your favorite yeah. and go from there. Yeah. Uh not everyone can Crazy. be a YouTuber because what they need to realize is uh, there is no such thing as an original idea. So uh, I hate to tell you, but everyone is covering the same content in some way. Or <laughs> hate to hate to break it to you. And then the funny <laughs> thing is, I in my video the other day, I talked about how that I talked about how Mono for Two didn't have a traditional season six reloaded. I think no game actually has ever had a season six reloaded. The Haunting was reloaded for MW19, Cold War, and Mono for Two. Vanguard didn't even have a season six. So somebody commented saying, I don't believe this at all. I think Reloaded is coming in a couple days. I would love to know. That? Yeah, well, I would, I would love to know how anybody comes <laughs> to that conclusion. It's just, it's just, it's nuts, man. The, 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 the copium. You know, the copium. If they, they drop a Reloaded next month, like not next month, next next week, that yeah. is less than a month you have a Reloaded. There's not even a point. It's Haunting crazy, was dude. a Reloaded. I don't know why people can't connect the dots because season one's December 6th. So like, yeah, well, also, it's like, what time would there be for Mono for 2 to get any more content? That game has, that, the content for that game has concluded. <laughs> We've moved on. Mono for 3 is the new and current COD. That's it. Um, the other day, I believe in my video talking about, what was it? One of my videos the other day, it was definitely about new info from a new blog post or something. Uh, I got a comment saying, this is the fifth video you've done talking about the same crap. Such clickbait thumbnails, too. Which video? was? It's so funny about, what video was this? I swear it was, uh, God, I, I wish I knew which one it was. It, every thumbnail in the last week as well, it's just funny, is the most direct and straightforward thumbnail and title about brand new information that got revealed or else the video wouldn't have been made. It's, it's so funny. Um, but there's that one. And the last one I have is uh, clickbait, you can't go quick. This is on, You wouldn't, guess, guess what video this is on? The Laswell campaign mission walkthrough. I found out a way to just kind of speed through it a little bit. Somebody said clickbait, you can't go quick. I mean, th that's my favorite one of the week this week. My favorite one. 
I got through that faster than you did. I, I, well, I was a well, veteran. I mean, well, but yeah, but but in my defense, on my first run through, on anybody's first run through, it's not easy. You're kind of figuring out. Oh, you know, you got to avoid the AI. You got to go this path. You got to do. You don't know that on your first attempt. So once you do, you get through it faster. Apparently, that's clickbait. That is the probably the funniest comment I've gotten in, in months. Honestly, that that word has lost all its meaning. This will be the same person I bet you that is subscribed to and actively watches literal scammers, whether it's in COD or not. There are scammers and greedy folks out there that literally lie to their audiences. Find an example where I've done that. You won't find it, man. I love doing what I do. I love COD. Always bringing you the best coverage possible. That word clickbait is meaningless at this point. If that if if the Lazlo mission walkthrough is clickbait, I don't know what to tell you, dude. That is insane. That is actually insane. Um, also be aware the Telegram scammer bots are back in YouTube comments as well. I got a Yay. screenshot of that, which is not, which I thought that would be fixed by now. I, I'm 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 unbelievably surprised that uh, that's somehow still a thing. So yeah, I am not hosting any giveaways as of right now. Be aware of that for anybody that sees that. Um, some community comments that got posted in our server. Um, let's see. Oh, so obviously my community posts on, on the channel are just kind of like rehash detonated tweets, uh, posted one the other day about the new HD zombie screenshots that came out. Somebody commented, how many times you're going to post these? Somebody replied, I keep putting the don't recommend this channel button, but it's not working that, that, and, and someone replied, he's running out of ideas, dude, community posts are just for fun to kind of rehash extra info from the Twitter or from wherever running out of ideas i have so many ideas i don't even know where to start right now actually i do know where to start but there's so much to get through with launch like someone really commented on a community post about zombie images like that, that that's that's gold man um actually unreal let's see oh, some other ones from the server oh the one above that one's my favorite oh my god which one the, the one like the, about the achievement oh no, the, 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 yeah that one yeah so, so power power picks uh, who always post amazing achievement guides for any game mentioned on Mount over three doesn't have a platinum trophy on PS five, the red dragon, who I believe is a YouTuber, actually uh, a news, a news YouTuber about gaming. He, he, he quoted, it's an extremist Xbox fans call record, call record breaking PlayStation gamers, glorified DLC. Well, Xbox is actually the ones releasing glorified DLC and calling it a new game. Imagine my surprise. They always accuse others and project time and time again. Number that's, one, that's, if you're talking about the PlayStation games glorified DLC, that is Spider-Man 2 because people think that Spider-Man 2 is a glorified DLC. Definitely not. I have played all in like 30 hours amongst each. Um, then we have Xbox is actually the one releasing the glorified DLC. Xbox didn't release this. This was before Xbox even came into the picture. So, yeah, that's it's, it's crazy, dude. We got some funny ones here. Uh, yeah, appreciate the community for, for putting some into the server. There's definitely some other comments. What here. is this one that this required? BO3 is, is knocked from D Machine. That's yeah, in, in the server, there's a uh, there's a who are these people channel if anybody wants to submit any comments that, that they'd like. But yeah, that's just about everything for this week, chat. Just kind of a uh, a brief rundown of everything. We'll obviously absorb the full launch of the game over this weekend and have you know even more to say as of next week with the podcast. Somebody in chat said, why only one mission at a time in zombies? The great thing about it is that you don't have to back out and select the next mission. You could just passively do them all in one game if you'd like, if you have enough time. It's one, at a, it's one mission at a time, but I think that makes sense because, for example, what's that energy mine tier two mission that we're on right now i think yeah. it's like get 15 eight, it right it's like get 15 mercenary kills with energy mine and kill like 50 zombies with energy mine why would you want to have other missions under that at the same time like it's good to just focus on that one which will take you a minute and then immediately you can move on to the next one in the same game you don't have to back out so i think it actually makes sense why it's like that um just so it organizes what you're doing at once 
nobody gets confused with what you're doing. But yeah, that's just about it, everybody, for episode 96 of Bombshell. Very happy to say that Model for Three is now available worldwide, any platform, any region. Got so much more content coming up for you guys over the next couple of days, of course, and beyond. Appreciate almost 127K subs in the channel. We got almost 1,000 new subs yesterday, which is crazy. Um, obviously, becoming everything you need to know about multiplayer, Warzone, and Zombies. On top of Detonated.com's coverage, got more articles planned over the course of this weekend. All thanks to Caden as well. I'll be writing as much as I can, but he's been really clutching up with a lot of other posts needed to get done. I can't forget about Detonated's Twitter. We are close to, what is it? We are close to 8,000 followers on the Twitter. Um, very, very honored by all your guys' support. Seriously, we have so much planned for you guys over the course of this year. Again, leading into the next Black Ops game. But yeah, any last comments, questions, concerns from chat and any last minute words from our co-host today, Mr. Taco? Oh. Yeah, I just, I just answered somebody in the thing. I said this earlier in the stream, but yeah, you don't need MW2 to play MW3, and you don't need MW2 to use all the MW2 stuff in MW3. It's a completely separate thing. You you can buy store bundles from MW2 without MW2 as well. Literally, if you don't want MW2, uninstall it, and you can only use MW3, that's fine. But Fair yeah, enough. No, fair enough. The person for the person, the the Machiavelli guy. I think is, is it Machiavelli. I don't know how to say Machiavelli. Name, I think it's Machiavelli. Yeah. Machiavelli. Yeah, you don't need MW two. But yeah, yeah. Um, MW three is great. Uh, if you're only judging your opinion based on other people's, don't really watch people play and judge it from there and see if you if you're interested in trying it out yourself. If it is, if you're not sure it's spending the money, wait for it to go on sale or get it. Like I think you should still get the game. I think it's a great game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not and look, I don't get paid anything to say that at all. You I don't I'm not even a creator. So like I like the game personally. I would spend seventy dollars on it. If you think it looks interesting, get it. It's good. It's a good game. And zombies especially, let's be open about zombies. Let's see what they can bring to it. I think they can bring a lot. And Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, with that being said, folks, appreciate your love and support, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Bye.